Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Bogan Mons and Mons Accident and Injury Attorney Studios, Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, Smoke's out again. He'll be back on Tuesday. Here we go. The update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. We did a strike on Syria. After more than a dozen rocket and drone attacks against our bases and our American troops, we finally struck back. But, you know, it's like... Go ahead. No, I just said this yesterday. It's like, we don't get it. We don't understand how they think. You think our military, with all the resources they got, the $900 billion that we pour in our military every year, you think they would understand our enemy. They don't react to things like you being nice. Lloyd Austin... Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. By the way, my son-in-law is going to be his assistant. Really? Yeah, so maybe I'll get some inside scoop. Mm. Uh, I don't want to hear it. Anyway, Lloyd Austin, in a statement, said, you know, U.S. military forces conducted self-defense strikes on two facilities in eastern Syria used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and affiliated terrorist groups, et cetera, et cetera. This is the part where they laugh at us. Quote, the United, States, the United States does not seek conflict or has no intention nor desire to engage in further hostilities. Don't you understand? Do you think that they say that, though? I mean, I feel like they say things that maybe they know. Sometimes they hold their cards to their chest. I feel like they're going to, ha- what are they going to say? Yeah, we're going to keep bombing your ass. I no, mean, they don't. I feel like sometimes they're, okay, that's it. And then that way they go, they don't want to lead them on. They don't want to show all their cards. No, they are showing their cards. I don't think I this is. I feel like that's not true, though. I feel like they're not, they're saying one thing, but they're meaning another. I don't, I don't agree with you. I think this is naivete. Is that how you say that? I don't speak French. Um, it's not French. No, I think this is us. We're too woke. We're too soft. We're too apologetic. We apologize for the power of this country. We really do. We got the most powerful fighting force. Act like it. What they should say is, look, you try any more crap on our shit. Trump would say it. Isn't that what the airstrikes were supposed to send, though? Isn't that the message? Yeah, but they just said that they should have come out of the airstrikes and gone, look. Tell your friends. Yeah, that was exactly. <laughs> that was just an example, a, a little sampling. These are the sample beers you get. You know, when you go to the brewery right, and they give yeah. you this, this is just a little sampling of we're gonna, what we're going to do to you if you fire another missile at us. But didn't didn't they want us to kind of bomb them in hopes that some of their brethren would come forward and be like, "Yeah, we got your back." But I don't think they're going to do that. I don't know. It's just it's just infuriating. I I I don't think this is. I don't think they're that smart. I really don't. I don't think that. Do you see what's in the Biden administration? We got a guy that steals women's luggage and wears the dresses in the bags that he well, finds. he's gone now, thank Yeah, God. he's gone. But I mean, how many more do we have? We have a fat, out of shape, trans uh, uh, director of health, human resources and health and all. It's, it's a clown car full of clowns. Lloyd Austin looks credible, but I think he's woke. You look at him and the things he says, everything's like very... 
Meek, and I know, I know, speak softly, carry a big stick. That's what Reagan said. I get that. But we don't even do that. We don't do that. We've been fired upon now for two and a half weeks with no response. And then we fire upon them. I don't know even what kind of damage we did. And we say so we every president fires on Syria at some point. I think it's required. And then we're like, the United States does not seek conflict or has no intention nor desire to engage in further hostilities. Do you think they're saying this or they're like, okay, we're not going to do anymore. And they're like, okay. No, here's the other quote. This is Lloyd Austin. These Iranian-backed attacks against U.S. forces are unacceptable and must stop. I'm sure the It's a strongly worded email. That's where he went? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think these terrorists are shaking in their boots. Could you imagine them reading this stuff in their newspaper this Laughing. morning? Oh, they say it's unacceptable and must stop. Akbar, <laughs> stop it. God, it's wow. amazing. More is stupid on the docket this morning. Students for justice... For Palestine, first of all, you got to understand something. Let me let me give you the 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 uh, communist to English dictionary. Social justice means communism, Marxism. That's what the words social justice. Whenever you hear that, mm. they say that they soft they use words. That's what the left does. They use words to soften up hard things. And people like, that aren't smart that don't read into it think it means equality for all. Yeah, no, that's not what it means. Social justice is communism. Okay, uh, so when they say Justice for Palestine. They're talking about, look, they're chanting from the river to the sea. In people, our, a lot of people don't know what that, people that aren't into history that are like, I'm pay they have no idea what that means. That means the boundaries of Israel at this point. They want to eliminate everything inside those boundaries. They're called, they're humans called Israelis. Mm -hmm. They want to exterminate an entire race of people. That's what these students are doing. Some of them may be too stupid to realize that's what they're doing. No, they just go because their friend goes and their friend tells them, oh, we got to fight again. Okay, let's go. For instance, in New York City, a Jewish student at Hunter College in New York City, Jewish student, Wanted to be cool like his friends, so he went away from the river to the sea protest, which is basically calling for the extermination of Jews. It's, it's, it's the Holocaust all over again. He's a Jew. His parents kicked him out of the house yesterday, told him, don't you ever come back here. Wow. Until you disavow everything you just said and what the group you were with. And they, he worked at his father's uh, um, clothing thing down there by the meatpacking area in okay. New York City. And he kicked him out and he says, don't even come by here. If I see you, I'm, 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 don't come in here. Wow. He kicked him out of his job that he had with his dad. Yeah. Did I mean, he realize what he did? Does he realize? No, he hasn't come back yet. He doesn't understand. I don't think he, no, I don't think he, it's his own people. Should, right, that's what I'm saying. But you're, so you're going with your friends against your own people. Right. So students for justice for Palestine at Stanford University, along with a couple of other students that have come from other universities, are demanding. They sent a letter to the administration demanding the school acknowledge and condemn Israel. First of all, the school, where's my list? Uh, here it is. I found it. It was on the floor about three months. Oh. Found it. The administrators at the school are coward, mousy, mamby-pamby, yellow-bellied, spineless, gutless, weak, afraid, candy-ass, sissy, scaredy-cats. That's a good one. See, I missed my list. And they're not going to do anything either way. They're not going to condemn Israel, and they're not going to condemn Hamas. But the students want them to condemn Israel for... Fighting back? Yeah, defending themselves, yeah. On the count of three. Wow. Yeah, they say it's not about uh, killing Jews. They say, it, and then I played part of their chant. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I guess you're right. It's not about that. 
and the uh, the demands. There's a list a mile long. I don't understand how people. Uh, I guess my mind isn't. I mean, I'm glad I'm not built that way. But, but I feel like if this if this was any other group, let's say gays, we just this is Pride Month. We just had a Pride Parade last Saturday. What if people were chanting? F the gays and kill the gays. Yeah, the whole from- city would be up in arms, rightfully so. But where is everybody when they're doing the same thing for Jewish people? I don't understand the silence, I guess, is my issue. Silence. It's the contradiction. They don't even understand what they're doing. Because on one hand, they have uh, coexist bumper stickers on their Prius. Right. They have pride flags, which means love, understanding, and togetherness. And then at the same time, they want to kill the Jews. I mean, there's no connection. I think we have destroyed uh, um, synapse connections in the brain through our Starbucks coffee. Maybe that's what it is. Nothing can justify the deliberate... Oh, okay, yeah, I'll get into that later. That's the UN. That's another one that'll pop your head off this morning. But I promised Jill I wouldn't do any more, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, violent uh, describing what Hamas does to humans. Well, I think we know the extremism and the... um, the barbaric nature that they have. They're terrorists. They chop people's heads off. I just said you weren't going to start with that. No, but we've already talked about that part. I don't think we need a play-by-play of the gore and the gruesome because I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like there's some people that will listen to the show and they'll listen for news value and then sometimes it gets to be too much for people. They're getting inundated with it on the news sometimes, on our show, and I think if we get too gory and get too detailed, people might go, I mean, because it's a lot to take. It you is know, a lot to take. Sometimes it's like, okay, I can't hear it anymore. I'm not talking about the story. I'm talking about the the gruesome details. Mm-hmm. So some people, because we get messages, they're like, okay, I don't need to hear all that. It's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, but I mean, the um, I'm not going to argue with you. No, I, I, know I get your, your point. point I know the- your point is to, t- they have to know how bad it is so they can understand the 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 trash that's fighting for this like saying oh no yeah I'm with these people and it's like how could you be with these people that do a b c d e f g I mean I get it I get your point I just I don't know I'm just trying to play middleman you can play it if you want I'm just I was giving just giving you a warning okay if you want to play it so you who, play so it. who complained your mother no God no um you're nope I'm talking about messages that I get from people oh 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 and that could be older people or that could be but I I can try to understand it that it's like I love listening to the show, but if I have to hear the gory details over and over, mm. it gets to be a little bit much to tolerate. Okay. I'm just saying, if you want to play it, you play it. No, I was just no, saying no, to you, no, hey, people might not want to hear the gruesome details. What she's talking about is a Hamas spokesperson came forward, and uh, he was uh, with a translator, and he described some of the stuff they did. And, and it's, 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 it's awful. It's mentally shocking. I'll just tell you one. It's not. I'm going to give you the gory details, but a son, uh, this this, you know, Hamas fighter, uh, called from his apartment to his dad, and his dad was just cheering and happy and laughing and telling him how proud he is of him. In his apartment there in uh, Gaza Strip, he had five dead bodies of Jews. Yeah. And he's showing them on his FaceTime to his dad. Yeah. By the way, they can use FaceTime and do this kind of stuff. It's amazing, right? It's it's just crazy. And they're cheering him on and everything, and he's telling him what to do. I mean, I won't get into all the details. But it's but, gruesome but it, it's and awful. So, it makes ISIS look like a daycare center. It is so awesome, just uh, awful. It, it's, it, mind-bo- it makes my brain hurt. Yeah. yeah, and I don't want to make your brain hurt. But at the same time, 
I don't think the average person realizes what's going on and, and what these people in our country are cheering for. I don't think half of them know what they're cheering for. Yeah. Like, like the you, Jewish kid I just told you about. Like you have somebody right here, and I, I get it. I get that people don't realize, and that's the that's the the harm of it is when you don't realize how bad it is, and then you have these people that don't know that go to these protests and they don't know what they're protesting for. Somebody wrote in and said all of TV needs to show unrated detailed video for one hour every 12 hours about what these people have done. Because if you see it and you go, oh my gosh, the horror, then you go, I'm not going to go say that that's okay. I mean, I get that side of it too. Yeah, that's the side I'm on right now. But I mean, I'll back off a little bit. But I just I just think that, uh, I just really think, I think our geography is part of the problem. We are so isolated in this country with all our stupid little crap we got and uh, weekend outings to the Starbucks. We don't understand what the world's like. This mm-hmm. the, the world this this is this is not normal. I say that a bunch of times. I can't even. The world is not what we have here. This is the exception. That's why everybody's risking their lives swimming across a a river to get over here floating from an island in the middle of the Caribbean, not knowing what which way they're going in a can to get over here and hopefully land on the shores in Florida. People risk their lives to come here because we have something nobody else has. And even that is compromised already, and they still come here. That's what I don't understand is when people are like, I hate America, and America's this, and America's that. It's like, then leave. Do you know how many people are trying to get here? Go switch places with them. Switch places with them for a month. Tell me what you think. You know, I would be, this is my immigration plan, because I'm running for office. <clears throat> my immigration plan is, for every illegal immigrant that comes here, we give them one of these pieces of crap mm. that's protesting at a campus. This is an exchange program. I'd okay. be happy with that. Think about that. You got somebody that comes here that wants to make a better life for themselves. I mean, provided that we vet them out and they're not right. rapists, criminals, you know, drug dealers. And uh, for everyone that comes over here, we'll make it easy for you as long as we get to trade one of our scumbags for them. Bonus, can we add in the celebrities that are like, if so-and-so is going to be in office and I'm leaving America. I want one of the hot soap opera stars in Mexico uh, for in exchange for Cher? Uh, Jane Fonda or Cher. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. In a minute. They could do the weather here like they do on Telemundo. <laughs> you would love that, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Aquí está, mira. He's stupid. All right. The uh, manhunt continues for the suspected, well, okay, you know, mass shooter. 18 dead. We thought it was 20. It's 18, but that doesn't make it any better. Uh, injuring 13 others. This happened at a bowling alley and a little bar, and they're still looking for him. Police departments from Boston through New York are looking for him. Uh, people are told to shelter in place. Susan Collins, a senator out there, had this to say about the manhunt. I had a call from the deputy director of the FBI who told me that there are 80 FBI agents on site participating in the search for the killer. Is she okay? She sounds like she's 100. Is that is that she's upset or is that she's 100? I'm going to let you know. In you know, seconds. I don't want my leaders. I understand. Look, I'm okay with crying. I cry. I cry when I go home and I see the eight litter boxes no, full and the lights blinking. She's maybe not 100. She's close. Maybe in her 90s. But as a leader... You you gotta you know you just gotta Aren't hold leaders it. Leaders supposed to be strong, right? You're supposed to hold it. You're the one holding up the sword and telling us to go in this direction. And to- I don't mean with emotion. I mean you could be emotional, but I feel like a lot of our leaders, the majority of our leaders, are decrepit. And I'm not saying that well, in a disrespectful way, but I mean, aren't you supposed to appear strong, virile? 
in 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 like a whole body sense. Like I'm not saying you need to lift weights or anything like that, but do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Powerful. Um, but instead, they're like, I feel like they need an oxygen machine and they need to be wheeled in. I mean, I, I just I don't get it. Well, they found his vehicle, so that's one step closer. But they believe he may have uh, jumped the border into Massachusetts. They don't know yet, so they're looking. We'll see what happens. Here in Flagler, we had some uh, drama. This happened the other day. This guy was so drunk. Deputies um, got a 911. They had to go out to a neighborhood in uh, Flagler. And there in the middle of the street was a belligerent man arguing with a woman. And then when the cop said, you know, start walking this way with your hands up in the air, do you have any weapons on you? He said no, and he dropped his pants to let them know that he didn't have any weapons. Where's my weapon? A man drops his shorts bearing all in the middle of a neighborhood and in front of several deputies. Deputies in Flagler County, Florida say they were called to the area after a report of someone acting belligerently and arguing with a woman in the street. The suspect deputies say is Sean Madden. What address? Give me the address. Because he said the same What address? Who called other than that mother standing right there? Where? Where? Now because you four, four, four cop cars. Come on. How much you had to drink? I give a. So let's go. I'm swinging on everybody. I'm swinging on everybody. I give a. What a drunk redneck. Jesus Christ, man! Just people in other states have to hear that and really make. I know. Doesn't shine a good light on us, does it? Well, we got a lot of those, don't we? Oh my God. I'm all for doing what you said about like, I feel like there needs to be example, examples, plural, I should say, made for people that harm children, use children for child porn, that are caught being pervs with kids. I mean just takes one it just takes one to be made an example of and maybe the rest will go huh maybe we shouldn't do that anymore all right here in orlando outside the federal courthouse jessica arbor announced that her firm her law firm filed a new lawsuit against world cheer center home of the rush all-stars that's in claremont it's a cheer camp and it's not a camp but like a cheer gym in claremont it's a place where kids go to learn how to cheer and stuff like that. You don't think you would find predators there, but as who said that the other week? Uh, it, oh, it was Grady Judd. Yeah, wherever you find kids, you find predators. Exactly. The cheerleading gym in Claremont shut down last year after one of its owners, uh, Vigilant De Haiti, was arrested on molestation charges. De Haiti is accused of sexually abusing a 14-year-old and two 15-year-old girls. Uh, Arbor said one of those girls is her client. They are filing a lawsuit against the gym that DeHaiti and his wife owned. She is a child, Arbor said. Her parents had the right to believe that she was safe and that she was in a place where she was developing her cheer skills and her tumbling skills, not a place where they felt she was going to be a victim to a predator. Apparently, this guy had child porn. He was producing child porn, right? He was making it. Yep. I mean, think about it with the women's gymnastics team. Look at the doctor. What's his name? That piece of garbage that went to jail. Larry Nasser. Yep. He's the doctor of the team, and you think you have adults that are on, like, supporting you, doing what you do, and I guess yep. it was the same thing. Now, just last week, DeHaiti was sentenced to 29 years in prison, which is good. After taking a federal plea deal, he pleaded guilty to producing to the child porn. Meanwhile, though, this is the part that, this is just like the Israel thing in our colleges. Mm-hmm. 
in the molestation case, turns out that the girl, the 14-year-old, has been targeted by bullies. Her life has been threatened. It, it, being treated horribly for reporting the incident. My guess, it doesn't say who it is, but I know that world because I was in that cheer world. And it's, my guess is it's either other people from the gym that don't believe her or the parents from other people from the gym because they have too much to gain from the guy that owns the gym. And their little cheer, like he's he's coaching them and they're going to compete and all that. And, oh, you're going to try to take him down. And what does this mean for my child? Forget your child. But what does this mean for my child if he's not there anymore? Instead of going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that happened to your kid. Wow. That's my speculation. But she was bullied. She was told to kill herself. She was threatened for coming forward, which is what we encourage people to do. You know, she's a 14-year-old. Do you know how much bravery that takes to oh, come forward God, yeah. against an adult? That you thought you trusted and to, like, worry if people are going to believe you or not. And then she gets bullied for coming forward, which she 100% did the right thing. But still, that's disheartening. And finally, a couple of things on Trump and his trial about the inflating the prices on his properties and his assets. Uh, first, there was a gag order placed by the judge there. Uh, District Judge Tanya Chutkin. And uh, the the gag order was lifted again a couple of days ago because there was a challenge to it. Then it was put back on. Um, it, it, it's a clown show, but they're going to find a way to get Trump and make him give up his New York business licenses. He he this guy I'm, I just this guy was the sweetheart of New York City. Nothing's changed except he was a Republican that ran for president. Oprah Winfrey. Told him to run for president. Yeah, and then turned on him real fast. Yeah, and the celebrities used to love to hang around with Trump. Of course they did. You know, uh, rappers loved Trump. They still do. They just won't say it out loud because they want to make money off their base. Because he was so rich and powerful. They loved him. But as soon as he ran for president, they're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Anyway, so Trump used his social media platform, Truth Social, to launch a barrage of insults. And as he does, he always does that in criticisms towards the prosecutors, the judges, and some of the witnesses. But hey, he didn't name them. So what's the big deal? I mean, these people have egos like they just can't take a little criticism. They're snowflakes. So the judge imposed the gag order again. But he went out and ignored it. And he went out there and said what he thought. Well, he should. Freedom of speech. Now, here's the thing. Their key witness was Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen worked for Trump for 12 years. He mm -hmm. was Trump's top lawyer. Michael Cohen was known as the fixer. Michael Cohen was going to go on the stand two days ago and tell everybody that Trump had him inflate all the values on all his properties so he could get preferable rates and loans from banks that otherwise wouldn't loan him the money. All those loans, by the way, paid off. Yeah, nobody, got, nobody did anything wrong here. They're just trying, they're trying to get him on anything. They want to destroy the man and his family. So, Mr. Cohen gets on the witness stand. You know, the uh, prosecution gets out there and asks the questions that already he knows they're going to be asked. He mm -hmm. answers them properly. And then the defense, Trump's lawyers, get up there. And they finally grill him. And Mr. Cohen, who's a POS, who already got in trouble for lying to Congress and served some time... Folded like a cheap table from dollar store. Of course he did. He, he they said like a piece of paper. Yeah, they said, did you really? Did Trump really tell you to inflate the valuation of his properties? And he said, well, well in so many words. And then they oh. dug a little deeper, and they said, really? Did he do it? 
Um, okay, no, he didn't do that. So Trump, you know, lost his mind and went outside and stamped out of the courtroom because I can imagine the frustration because it's a clown show. This judge is a very partisan judge with a person who's very partisan sitting alongside him, perhaps even much more partisan than he is. Yeah, so now the uh, media's making a big deal out of He stormed out of the courtroom. How disrespectful. Have you seen the judge? He really, if, if he just changed his outfit, he would be the first one out of the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus Volkswagen. <laughs> Absolutely, no difference. So, there you go. Hi, folks. It's your favorite president, Donald Trump. Want to get out of a jam the Trump way? Then do what I did in court and just storm out. Yes, just storming out works in any situation, whether you're at home with the wife. Honey, whose bra is this? It's not mine. That's it. I'm out of here. Or if you're at work. Jenkins, you've been late four times this week. What's the matter with you? I don't have to take this. I'm out of here. Wow, that Jenkins is going places. Even if you're a kid, (laughs) storming out will get you out of any sticky situation. Believe me. Timmy, eat your vegetables. This is an abomination. I'm out of here. Wow, maybe he's right. Of course he is. He stormed out. So what are you waiting for? If you're in a pickle, just storm out. Try it today. The Sunny Update. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So tonight is the 119th World Series getting underway. Arizona Diamondbacks going to be at Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers are uh, the favorite, it appears to be. Really? Yeah. So we'll see. But here's something that it's... Oh, that's fun. Did they do that at the World Series? No, this is Kids Bop. That's okay. I'm okay with Kids Bop. Oh, do they play that? Yeah, those, mean every seventh inning. They do They do it at the World Series, too. I just guess they just never show it, right? No, the commercials are running. Oh. Uh, I mean, if you're there, it. you'll see the seventh inning right, stretch, right, right. and they play the little song, and used to be Harry Carey hanging his big bot out the window and sing. You know what's so weird? This is off topic. I'll get back in a second, but um, I didn't realize, my husband plays softball, and mm-hmm. I started going to some of his softball games. I didn't realize how different the rule. I'm used to baseball rules. Mm-hmm. And softball is so different. What? Like, well, I don't know if it's just for rec softball or what, but they only have six innings. They only play six innings for rec softball. I don't know if it's so the games don't go too long. I don't know. I, and, don't, re- I don't remember. I, we had a time limit. And you could only have five runs per in, like per no, inning. No, we didn't. That stupid rule. We didn't have that. And then the other one that got me was, and I'm not just saying this to brag about my husband, but he's kind of like King Kong, and he, he hits home runs every time he's up to bat, right? Right. So... Their team got five home runs, and they have a five home run limit on teams. And if you pass that limit, then your home runs considered an out. I was like, "What's this crap?" What? No, I never if you're heard good of that. What to is hit this? A home run? Then is it... this snowflake soft? I was like, "Softball, Wait a what's minute. going on?" Because I, I heard the guy talking, and I was like, "He's like, okay, that's five. You can't have any more than five, or it's considered what? an out." I'm like, "What? What? Does he play Why? for the snowflake team? What's going on here? We never had that. I, I never understood it either." I believe the snowflakes are our future Protect them well from stuff that'll ruin their day Which incidentally is most everything they find 
That's ridiculous. The way it was explained to me, which I understand, is that it's so one team doesn't like cream the crap out of the other. I guess since it's supposed to be a rec league, like a family league. I don't I don't understand it either because I played for like twelve years and we had the media team and we had an hour. It was an hour. Well, this is, an, this is an hour 15, and that's what they – Zero yeah. minutes, boom, game over. Didn't yeah. matter. But, I mean, we ran up home runs. And- well, because you got teams behind you. But I guess it's – I don't know. Because it was funny because then my husband got up to bat again, and he was like, can't hit a home run because they were already maxed out. It's ridiculous. Two other guys hit home runs too. And it was like, all right, well, I got to hit it over here. I can't hit a home run. I got to hit a different – you know. So this we- is like – this is what they're doing in schools. I, that's what I said. I said, well, wait a minute. If a player's really good, I know it's supposed to be fun, but at the same time, you have some teams. It's a and, competition. Yeah, but it's I I understand what you're saying, and I get yeah. it. But I feel the same way too. But it, I guess it's to keep people from getting your poo poo feelings hurt. or getting into argue because there are some teams that are like crazy competitive that are not super nice, and then there's teams that are like, hey, we're just trying to have fun. It's cool, whatever, you know. And then another thing I didn't realize, because um, I've watched softball, and granted, it's like college softball. They put this, I'm just learning a lot. It's kind of like this big net next to the pitcher. And next to the when pitcher. She, yeah, so when she pitches, if she steps behind the net and the ball hits the net, it's a foul. I guess it's to protect what are you the pitcher. It's to protect the pitcher from, I guess, like a line drive if they just whale the ball from what, nailing what into her. What softball is this? I, recreation? Neighborhood softball, I guess. They, I so the what is this just the women's team? No, this is this is co ed. The this men's is, team hides behind a net? No, it's the not pitcher? a pitcher? It's a co well. Some pitchers are female, some pitchers are male, but they have this big net there. Because I kept going, what's that net? Do they need there's to move a, that? There's a net in front of the pitcher's mound? In, it's next to it. So if you're looking at it. So she could jump and hide? or I don't know. I never saw her jump and hide, but I guess it's so if there's like a line drive plowing through, it doesn't nail her and it protects her. But if the ball hits that net, like if you hit the ball and it hits that net, it's considered a foul. I thought it was very Why interesting. considered I, a foul? Yeah. What's a foul? A foul. Foul ball? Yeah. Oh, foul ball. Not a foul of the bird. You know what I'm talking about. No, baseball, no, I thought right? maybe like you know they. Uh, who knows now? You're telling me the whole game's changed. Anyway, it was weird. I had to follow the rules, and I was like, "Wait a minute, why are they coming in? Wait a minute, that wasn't three God, outs. Wait I'm... a minute, what's going on? I was so confused, and then they had to no, tell me no. And that's softball. all new, Jill. That's all new. Because, are you sure? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, because me and Domino played for like twelve years with that all that crap. That's all crap. Because I was like, wait a minute. I busted my fingers. I got hit in the face. I yeah. mean, it was wonderful. <laughs> So going back to the World Series, I didn't know if you knew this. Former President George W. Bush has thrown out the first pitch tonight. So that'll be interesting. Game's Great. at 8.03. If you want to watch it tonight. Where's that? It's going to be uh, at Texas. Oh, he'll get cheered there. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, here's a Dear Abby. This I call this fake Abby because, you know, Abby, Dear Abby's been around for a long time, and I can't yeah, imagine this, them all being named Abby. This lady's Abby. woke Abby. Yeah, she, her answers are a little... I don't like her. I want to do that for, I mean, even if it's on the side, I'd love for people to write in and me give them advice. I mean, that's a great idea for the show, but because I feel like your advice and my advice would be polar opposite. I like advice from a Swedish wrestler named Grundle. Okay. You know, Dear Grundle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, good luck for that. So this is interesting. I don't know how she, I haven't read the answer yet, so we're going to do that together. Here's the question. You know Thanksgiving's coming up. No, really? And, <laughs> okay, smokestack. All right, what? Um, Thanksgiving's coming up, and people go to different people's houses, and they bring stuff. Sometimes it's a, hey, we're going to be at my house. I'll make the turkey. Everyone bring a cider or a dessert, or I'll make everything. So you guys bring the dessert and the liquor or whatever it is, you right? You still do that? Okay. Well, a lot of people do. Yeah. What do you? God, you're such a grumpus. No, no, I just, I just uh, stay home. I know you don't like Thanksgiving. Go to the diner. Go to the diner. I know, but some people. Okay, so if if everybody had the attitude of I'm not going anywhere, uh, you'd have nobody at the diner. 
No, no, they can come to the diner. That's well, different. You're not I, going to family where they're constantly picking on you. And- well, some people don't go to family. Some people go to friends' houses. Okay. So this is the issue that this person's dealing with. Dear Abby, for the last six years, my partner and I have hosted Thanksgiving uh, dinners. I always spend more time and energy than I have to make it beautiful and successful. We were just talking about this. This year, I have neither the budget nor the desire for the stress. Well, then just don't do it. I made it known See? early that we wouldn't be hosting this year. Surprisingly, my little sister volunteered to host, and she sent an invitation to the usual crowd. Mm-hmm. I'll do it this year. Okay, great. The next day, she called to tell me that although she would host, she couldn't possibly be expected to do all the work and told me I have to bring the turkey. Okay. Usually the person that hosts is the one that does the turkey. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. She said I was free to cook it at my place or come a bit early, a bit early to cook it there. Do you know how long it takes to cook a turkey? Eight hours or so. Just come a bit early. Mm. She said, uh, he said, no, absolutely not. Avoiding this responsibility was the whole reason I wasn't hosting. I was planning on bringing a side and a dessert. You know, per usual, like the guests do when they come to my house. Makes sense. She got mad at me and said I was ruining Thanksgiving. What? Should a guest be asked to bring the turkey? What? No way. sakes. So the only way I could see this being acceptable is if somebody offers to bring the turkey. Well, yeah. Hey, are you going to do the turkey? Because if not, I'm glad to do it. Okay, cool. You bring the turkey and I'll do all the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? If they offer and you're not asking, but you don't go, okay, I'll host it so you don't have to, but you're going to bring everything. How do you even transport the turkey? Like, that's hard to do. Well, we've transported turkey. You put it on the back seat on the floor. God. Yeah. You can't melt your your floor mats. Yeah, because you got to keep it nice yeah. and warm and. Uh, I told you I went to a cookout once. It wasn't a Thanksgiving cookout, but my friend was like, I'm having a cookout at my new house. And I was like, great. Okay, everybody bring something to drink. Okay, fine. I can make my peace with that. I'll bring something. I usually do that anyway. I so, usually bring something for the host and I bring something to right. drink. And then everybody bring a side. Okay, cool. We'll bring a chair because we I'm don't have tired furniture yet. Get ready for this. It gets what? worse. And everybody bring whatever meat they want grilled. What? So I'm bringing everything. I could just stay home and cook. Right. Well, so I'm bringing the meat, the chair, the side, my own alcohol. What are we just hanging at your house? Your house is just the space in which we're all going to be. I don't know. And then I'll clean up after myself, and then I'll take out your trash. Yeah. You I'll know? do the floors. I don't. You got anything I, it, in the garage needs fixing? It made no sense to me. But you want to hear how fake Abby responded? Oh God. You might have to actually be proud of her. She said, "Tell your manipulative sister you'll come to her place early and show her how to properly cook the turkey, but you won't be bringing anything other than the side dish that you already planned to bring." Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm down with Grundle. Yes. She said, "You're a generous and caring sister, but enough is enough. Your Thanksgivings will be happier if you share the responsibility with other relatives." See, this is why I feel some people just go. You know what? We're just going to stay home this year and just have a Thanksgiving for the two of us or the three of us and have a nice quiet. Because some people I know, yeah, will do that. Right. They're like, I'll stay home. I'll watch the Macy's Day Parade. And Football's then on I'm later. going to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, ours is easy. That's why I think I don't get stressed out at Thanksgiving. We only have about five or six people, and it's just super chill. And um, did you hear about Goldie Hawn? No. So, I want to preface this by saying I love Goldie Hawn. But maybe. Oh, I did hear about this. Okay. All right. Okay. And I love her and Kurt Russell. They're one of my favorite couples in Hollywood. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just my love wife, them. Yeah, whatever. Does your wife like them too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She I love watched, them. She watched Overboard like 7,000 times. Overboard's great. I love. Um, what the hell's a damn Christmas movie they have out? Who cares? I anyway. I can't remember. 
I don't like when you say who cares. To Why? Me. Because it that's not because off. I want you to get to the story because it's I really understand. bizarre. I understand. I understand. But you go off on tangents, and I sit here okay, patiently right, and listen ahead, to ahead, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. What a Christmas movie to show. No, do? I can't remember. But I don't like when you say who cares. It's like dismissing me. And it all right. Me all right. Well, let's just. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I apologize. I forget. Okay, you. Are we friends again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, Goldie Hawn said that an alien touched her, so she appeared on. This Apple Fit... Do you have Apple Fitness? I don't have Apple Fitness. No. When you get Apple Plus, you no. also have the option of getting Apple Fitness for like three months. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, it was, I guess, a podcast called Time to Walk, which features guest speakers talking about their lives and experiences. So on a recent episode, Goldie was talking about her extraterrestrial encounter that I never uh, knew she even had. God. She claimed she had asked aliens to visit her. She asked aliens... She- she, when she was 21. When she, she asked was, them. When she was dancing, which I don't know what exactly that means. So she says she put out this invitation. Is that how they come to you? Do you have to ask them to come? I don't know. Okay. So, it's Goldie Hawn. I know. She's 77 now. She revealed that it happened in her 20s. You were right, in California. She said one night she called out to the aliens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was sitting on the hood of her car, and she was looking at the stars, and she said, hey, aliens, come on down. I want to meet you. Yeah, she said, we're not alone. I'd like to meet you one day. Four months later, while napping in a friend's car, you're right, uh, she said she had a close encounter with three aliens that peered at her, apparently talking about her. Talking about her movies, and especially that Christmas movie she made. (laughs) Why can't I think of it? Um, That was awful. They were saying an alien. Hallmark. She said she was unable to move, but that the aliens touched her, and it felt like the finger of God. And wow. it was very loving and very powerful, and it was filled with light. I never got that. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I never... <laughs> yeah, no. Did you hear about the girls, though? That's all she had to say. That's it. Oh, well, you know why she's doing this? Kurt Russell's on another program. Did you hear that? No. This is all a scam. While she's doing this alien encounter, Kurt Russell's on another uh, podcast, video podcast, talking about his encounter with aliens. Wait, are they trying to get an alien show? That's what I'm thinking. Are they trying to get like a paranormal? It was British show and he's on there. See, they wanted to make it overseas so nobody would notice. But I, I accidentally, I wrote... Goldie Hawn, then I saw Kurt Russell, and I clicked on Kurt Russell, and there he is on another program overseas at the same time that this story broke, talking about aliens. I was like, what's going on here? Are they going to write a book on aliens? Is that what's going on? Because both stories sound really... I don't know about the book, but I would be willing to say that they might be trying to get a television show, because that's all... What's the one you like, Ozzy Osbourne? Ozzy Osbourne, I mean, they don't make a lot of money on that show, but it makes money. It's called uh, We Want to Believe. Yeah. And then Ozzy's, uh, you know, their son tries gives them stories of alien encounters or paranormal, and they they have to decide on a scale of one to ten uh, if they uh, believe it or not. Yeah, I forget what. It Should means. we bet and see if like a year from now they have a television show out about aliens? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Something's going on. It's a scam. So the story I was going to tell you was the three girls. This was. I can't remember where I read it. It wasn't like a social media thing where it was like a TikToky thing. This was mm-hmm. an actual news story. And they were talking about what's the the area that always has aliens? It's called Raw. Area Fifty One. No, no. Rawway, New Jersey. Somebody because it's an R. They made a television show after it. Railroad, Pennsylvania. No, oh, I can't remember. Raw, uh, Rawway Prison. <sighs> okay, I don't know. I have to look it up. Roswell. Thank you. Roswell, oh, where they, they that's where the ship landed. Okay. Yeah, it crashed. 
So I think they lived in an area like that, right? Mm-hmm. And she said they were on a playground and they saw three aliens. That's what made me think is this, of it. Is this one of those jokes? No, three, no, no. Oh, I'm not trying to be funny. Three aliens walked into a bar. <laughs> I'm not, okay. I promise I'm not trying to be funny. So they saw three aliens and she, it was her friends. And she said all of her friends ran except for her. And she saw two of the aliens disappear around the corner of this house. Like, there's, it's a neighborhood. There were houses there. She said, then she saw a smaller alien that appeared to be childlike. And she said, I locked eyes with it, and I couldn't move. And she said it was com- communicating with her telepathically. And it was scared, and she thought it was injured, and it needed her help. I feel like we've discussed and this before. And then she fell for it, and the alien ate her. No, so that's what I... Okay, so last time we talked about... Maybe you weren't here. And we were talking about it, and Smoke's like, see, I would help them. I would go over there, and I'd be like, it's okay, sweet little alien. I said, yeah, but maybe that's their plan yeah. to get you to feel sorry for them, and you go over, and then, gotcha! Yeah, and they inject them with their with your their alien claws, and the alien juice comes out, and all of a sudden, you're one of them. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that was super strange. Because she said she couldn't move. That's what made me think of it. So yesterday, we talked about this story, and Rick and I are on the same page with this. I'm not... I'm not one of the girls that this list was written about. This says that a bunch of women got together to talk about, this went viral, you've probably heard about it, places that they won't go on a first date. Now, the thing that confuses me is this list is 28 items long. So if you're not going to go to these places, where the hell do you want to go? And I had a listener message me yesterday and kind of chime in a little bit. But let me mention to you some of the places. The majority of these are restaurants. So it's like Cheesecake Factory. That's how this whole story started. Guy took a girl to Cheesecake Factory. She wouldn't get out of the car because she was appalled at Cheesecake Factory. That's terrible. Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Red Lobster, IHOP, Denny's. Okay. So those are some restaurants. Isn't the whole point is to go somewhere to talk and get to know each other? Who cares where you go? Right. What what kind of gold? First of all, that's, that's a red flag goodbye, see you. So what do they do? They want Capitol Grill. Do they want sounds like Chris? Maybe they want like a mom and pop kind of like poetry place where they do you know poetry and they wear wool. Okay. Some of the other places on the list. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. You made fun of this one, but I know people that have done this. Is the gym? Yeah, I don't understand that. If you're both gym buffs and you work out, maybe you met someone at the gym and it's like, hey, we'll get our work in in first and then we'll go for a smoothie. I don't know. I'm trying to create a scenario where that would make sense. Church, Starbucks, no coffee dates, no ice cream dates, no movies, no bowling, no nightclubs, no bars for a drink, and no sporting events. What the hell is left? Nothing. So someone wrote in yesterday and said, women these days want something very expensive, like you have to woo them on the first... Again, this is not me. I'm not in this category. I don't think that's all of it, but... But he said they want to go... I'm like, where do you want to go? Paris? He said, no, very expensive restaurants or like cruises or something right. like that. I don't understand it. A cruise on a first date? That's what I said. I'm down with that. All right. <laughs> Can't get off the ship, can you now, honey? <laughs> you want to impress a girl, you better spend money. Don't take her to Waffle House or Cheesecake Factory. There'll be no second date. If you go to Denny's because there's 50 places not to bring her. She'll think that you're an unsophisticated dude If your first impression is generic crappy food Guaranteed Burger King will not put her in the mood Because there's 50 places not to bring her 50 places not to bring her 
I'm missing Smoke's no farts about Big now. Max, Jack. <laughs> no Chipotle, Ray. Don't go to Wingstop, Bob. And no Applebee's. No two Starbucks, Chuck. Your love will have bad luck. You go to Wendy's, Lee. Your nights will be free. No Olive Garden, Ben. Or Red Lobster Burke. No Taco Bell, Dell. Don't eat a Chili's. Go to B-Dubs, Gus. You're not gonna find love. Go to KFC, Lee. Your nights will be free. All right, if you want to hear the rest of the list, you're going to have to get the album. I know. <laughs> Crazy, right? Crazy talk. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack, having fun with a world gone crazy. Sean, we can report, um, based on senior military sources, that U.S. warplanes have carried out airstrikes tonight inside Syria against Iranian proxy forces. We don't know the number of strikes. Uh, we were told earlier today that to expect that perhaps uh, F-15s and F-16s would be involved in the airstrikes, but we don't have confirmation yet how, about how many many warplanes, but those strikes have been carried out. I'm told uh, it is in response to the more than dozen strikes against U.S. bases. Uh, the message is a clear message designed uh, to Iran and its proxy forces to stop carrying out these uh, drone and rocket attacks against U.S. bases. Um, but I'm told that the planes have safely left the area and that the airstrikes uh, are complete at this time. All right, let me tell you the whole story real quick, just real quick. So, uh, first of all, you got to understand that the first three days after October 7th and the attack on Israel, our president and its administration said, oh, Iran has nothing to do with this. Oh, no, mm -hmm. there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Uh, okay, you all okay with that? All right. But I'm going to go to bed. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, we come to discover that the missiles being hurled at U.S. ships and assets in Iraq and Iran off Yemen um, came from Iran. <laughs> Look how that worked out. And then about two weeks later, we find out that the 500 Palestinian slash Hamas fighters that invaded Israel and butchered people were trained for two years in Iran. Huh. How about that? Isn't that something? What? Yeah. No way. Yep. Yeah, they're lying to you. Anyway, and now we strike Syria because Syria is backed by Iran. But Iran has nothing to do with it. What's going on here? I don't get it. Mm. All right. So, so Lloyd, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, in a statement yesterday, did his Lloyd Austin best to sound tough. Today, at, I don't have the audio, so I'll have to do it. Today, at President Biden's direction, U.S. military forces conducted a self-defense strike on two facilities in eastern Syria, used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard and affiliated groups. Back to the reporter. The attacks on American troops stationed in Iraq and Syria injured 21 service members altogether, and we didn't fire back. You see... Our military, I, I know, I, look, I have more respect for the military than anybody you know. I do. You look at the diner that we run. We have a wall for the military. Mm -hmm. Military is what keeps us free. I get all that. But I'm not even talking about the men and women who serve. I'm talking about the leadership. They're all woke, man. And not only are they woke, they're far removed from the realities of the world. Our own military leadership, they don't get it. Remember when Trump got out there and said, I'm going to bomb the crap out of him? Yes. Remember that? Remember what Trump said, if you touch a hair on an American soldier, hell's going to rain down on you? 
That's what they understand. I know you don't like it, and there's snowflakes listening. I'm sorry to offend your poo-poo feelings, but I know that it's all about, well, that's not loving. No, they don't care about that. That's not how these people operate. Yeah, Jill told me to stop talking about the body and what they do to people and how they do the thing with the thing. I stop talking about it. I said sometimes people don't want to hear all of the gruesome details right. because some people might tune out. I was just giving you a little disclaimer. But the the where the gruesome details lie is not the average gruesome details. It's far off the right end of the spectrum. It's so far off. It is beyond anything we can imagine. The brutality is, it's not even human. They make ISIS look like uh, daycare center employees. They really do, these people from Hamas. And you got to remember one thing amidst all these protests from all these woke students and amidst all the concern about the Palestinian people. Remember, the Palestinians voted Hamas in as their leadership. So to say that a lot of them, that most of them are innocent citizens, that's not true. They're okay with this. And I bet you if you took a survey right now, still a majority of them would be okay with Hamas representing them. So you got to understand where this is coming from. But at the same time, we got to understand how they think, and we don't. Here's what, here's what uh, Mr. Lloyd Austin said, that guy who runs that outfit over there, according to Biden. The United States does not seek conflict or has no intention nor desire to engage in further hostilities. Austin continued. These Iranian-backed attacks against U.S. forces are unacceptable and must stop. Yeah, I'm sure the terrorists that just got done stuff that Jill won't let me talk about this morning did. And they're going, oh, we got to stop. Lloyd Austin said to stop. Ahmed, stop, Durka Durka. He sent a strongly worded email. These people are going to get us killed. You don't understand. So Trump, with all his mean tweets and his exaggerations and all the crazy stuff he does to his face and his hair, I'll take him any day over what's going on now. At least he spoke their language. It's crazy. And then anyway. you, have, you have people protesting, siding with that. They don't understand. Barbaric nature. I mean, this was in front of the UN yesterday. The United Nations, the biggest waste of money we have on, that's in Manhattan. And I've always been for cutting it off. Just one day somebody goes there with those cement saws, you know what I'm talking about? The big rotating saws with the water squirting it where they're cutting it so yeah. it won't. You know, those people, they need to just not tell anybody, go over there, because it's right on the, I think it's on the East River. You just go over there and start cutting the sidewalk. You guys and then are you over cut, here, we're over here. You cut deeper until the entire United Nations building starts floating away into the ocean. That's what we need to do. It's a waste of money. They hate this country. They hate Israel. And they're a bunch of overpaid, just zealots. I mean, they're just, uh, anyway, out in front of the UN yesterday. On the count of three. Yeah, and more of the students who want to kill Jews. It, they did it from the river to the sea. They don't get it. I don't even think they know what they're there for. I don't even know that they know what they're protesting. They just, I think they go because their coworker or a friend goes and goes, come on, let's do this thing. They have no idea. Yeah, let's be, let's be cool and protest the cool stuff. Um, the UN, which originally was a great idea. The Pollyanna... UN was going to go to the peacekeepers. They wore the blue helmets. They were, they were going to be the ones that intervene in every conflict and try to settle things down and help civilians and help the people that are, you know, the consequences of war and all that. And that just blew through in two seconds and they became what they are now, which is just, uh, you know, freedom-hating, Democrat-hating building in New York full of stupid people that have too many degrees. And to prove that, now you're going to hear from UN Secretary, Security Council, 
uh, Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez. Here he is. And remember, he starts the speech uh, agreeing that what Hamas did is no bueno. Here we go. Nothing can justify the deliberate killing, injuring, and kidnapping of civilians or the launching of rockets against civilian targets. Now, what's really pretty about everything you hear lately from the protesters and everything, they'll say stuff like that. They, well, I mean, those are the ones that actually have some knowledge of what really happened in Israel October 7th. They'll say stuff. They'll start with, yeah, that's not right, but then there's a but. This guy's coming close to the butt. Listen. All hostages must be treated humanely and released right. immediately and without conditions. Now. It is important to also recognize the go. attacks by Hamas did not happen in a vacuum. In a vacuum. The Palestinian people have been subjected to 56 years of suffocating occupation. They have seen their land steadily devoured by settlements and plagued by violence. Their economy stifled. Their people displaced and their homes demolished. Their hopes for a political solution to their plight have been vanishing. Because there is no political solution to murder a murderous regime that just wants to eliminate an entire race of people, the Jews. There's no discussion there. Hamas's goal is to eliminate Jewish people from the earth, not just Israel. So when you hear that stuff about, oh, Palestine, they just want to exist, they want to share the thing. No, 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 uh-uh. Remember, more than half of them voted for Hamas as their leadership. They represent the people, half the people of Palestine. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, so don't don't get in your these ideas that oh they're just in now. They're, I'm sure in both sides, in Israel and in the Gaza Strip and other, in the West Bank and all that, there are Palestinians that are you know just want to live. They want to mow their lawn or whatever mm -hmm. they mow and hang out, you know, with their kids and have a good. There's a I'm sure there's a good quantity of them, but most of them right now because they voted them in um, are not about that. They want to eliminate Jews. They hate Jews. They hate a race of people. Can you imagine if we did this with blacks here in this country? Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine what we would think if in Europe they were cheering on, yeah, you know, from the river to the dead, kill the blacks. I mean, what would you do? What would you do? That's what we're doing to The whole country would burn down. So then anyway, the UN, Mr. Gutierrez goes on. Here, here we go. More the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas. Right. And those appalling attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Okay, so what he's basically saying there, obviously, he can't just leave it at the, Ham the Hamas attacks were uncalled for, gruesome, and uh, a, a, a blight on humanity, right? He can't say that without putting the caveat on there. Oh, but the Palestinian people, blah, blah, blah. That just can't be done anymore, you know? Now, here... In that building was the Israeli ambassador. He had a few things to say. He got up on the podium and he said this. When you say those terrible words that these heinous attacks did not happen in a vacuum, you are tolerating terrorism. Secretary General must resign because from now on, every day that he is here in this building, unless he apologizes immediately, today we called him to apologize, there's no justification to the existence of this building. That's the Israeli ambassador. Now, the good thing about all this that you just heard is that pff, doesn't mean anything. These people are all clowns. The United Nations is a clown outfit. And again, they should just go over there and saw it off Manhattan. It's like a bad, it's like a wart. Mm -hmm. You know, you have burn to cut it. it. You have to burn it, cut it out, and let it float into the ocean, and we'll never hear from them again. So I feel like I ask this question every single day, but now what? 
now that we got involved and now that we, I mean, I know it's because they were bombing us, but our troops, but what do we, so what's going to happen now? Are they going to, they wanted us to kind of attack a little bit, right? Because they thought people were going to back them, their people, and they were going to be like, yeah, now we're, let's go bomb the crap out of U.S. No, because we don't understand how things work over there, it's going to escalate because we're, we're, we're making it escalate because we're not putting an end to it. You see, people say, well, then if we don't want to escalate, let's let's think peace and love and let's try to do things for them and the humanitarian thing in the truck with the, okay, all that money we just sent to Gaza Strip, that's in Hamas's hands now. They're buying more weapons just to- Yeah, we gave it to terrorists. Give it, that didn't go where you thought it went. Give you a reality check on that. You know, the six billion we sent to Iran, no, that's for humanitarian aid and they can only use it. Yeah, okay, well, no. No, no, no. Uh-huh. Right now they're training another bunch of people, 500 maybe, just like they did to attack Israel, to attack us. And, I mean, who knows? And what's coming through our southern border? Oh, well, yeah, that's the next topic. The new number, the new number. I don't have a drum roll. Oh. Do I have a da, 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 da? No, I don't. Ugh. Well, let's just say that Biden did his job uh, this month. The new number is, we started at 3.8 million last month. Now it's a total of... Four million migrants that we know of have entered the country illegally. So you can go to bed now. But I'm going to go to bed. Right. Since Biden's been in office, four million illegal crossings. Just to give you a little idea, that's almost twice the population of Los Angeles, the city. It is the size of four Austin, Texas. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And And a microscopic amount of those people have been shipped to places like Chicago and New York. New York's had about 115,000 of them. Uh, Chicago, 17,000 of them. And they're losing their minds. They're losing their minds. Now, Rick, are these women and children seeking refuge? No, these are 24-year-old men, military-age men, carrying military-type stuff, not guns, but, you know, backpacks, camo backpacks. Oh, you can get those anywhere. Yeah, okay, well, it's what's in them, too. They're all the same. It's weird. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. By the way, for New York, I have a great idea, Mayor Adams, if you're listening right now on our podcast. <clears throat> the UN, don't cut it off, like I said. Clear all the people inside out and make it a migrant shelter. Okay. There you go. Anyway, residents in Chicago are taking notice of what's happening there. Now, you got to understand Chicago, just like New York, but more so Chicago, has a lot of poor black neighborhoods. Yeah. And, of course, over the years, it's been a lot of poor brown neighborhoods. A lot of people struggling in Chicago. Now, a lot of the people in Chicago voted in people like Lori Lightfoot and other Democrats because they always promised them, we're going to bring help to the inner city. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to fix these streets that are just abandoned. We're going to stop the gang violence that's killing all your kids. We're going to do some things that's going to be incredible. And, of course, they vote them in based on that, and then they do nothing. And it happens over and over again. This time, they really, they really outdid themselves. They got rid of that clown Lori Lightfoot. What do they call her? Beetlejuice. And they put in this guy, Brandon Johnson, who is worse. So far left. So if you're a flat earther, he just went over the edge into space. Okay? <laughs> so listen to this. This goes to prove these people that always espouse all their liberalism and progressivism and they're going to fix the world because they care and they're compassionate. It always turns out later that either they molested somebody or they did some kind of crooked crap. I'm not Mm. saying Republicans are innocent either. They just do it quietly. Brandon Johnson's administration quietly signed a new $40 million agreement this week with a Kansas-based company called favorite healthcare staffing. Sounds so, sounds so innocent and helpful and clean and I got my mask on when I'm talking about this. Anyway, these people, 40 million, 
is going to staff the city's migrant shelters through October of next year. That's the new deal. By the way, in case you didn't know, residents of Chicago struggling and voting for Democrats because they tell you they're going to help you, they already spent $56 million. <gasps> yeah, nobody knew about it. NBC5 investigates, reviewed the invoices. It gets better, it gets better. Reviewed the invoices for 400 favorite healthcare staffing employees. It shows, and this is much like when you go to the hospital, Jill, you know, you had a hospital visit. I've had hospital visits where... You know it's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of, if you were realistic, it would be seven, $8,000 in actual equipment and care, but then they charge the healthcare company $80,000. Yep. Same thing. NBC Investigates discovered that 400, they talked to 400 employees in healthcare staffing uh, from Kansas City. Routinely, no matter how short, how many hours they work, whether it was 20, 30, 40, 60, each employee billed for 84 hours. Okay, so you know they're—I don't know, maybe I don't know. So eighty-four hours doesn't sound a week. Like eighty-four hours of work per week, yes. Well, it's like double. Well, who doesn't work eighty-four hours? I work eighty-four. I work one hundred and seventy hours a week. Eighty-four okay. hours. A week. It gets better. Most outrageous of all to the citizens of Chicago that are struggling right now, they're voting for these bozos to take care of them. The pay ranges from fifty to one hundred fifty-six dollars an hour regular pay, and then for overtime, which is anything over forty hours. Remember, I just said eighty-four. Do the math: Seven, seventy-five to two hundred thirty-four dollars an hour for overtime. Most employees, ready? Most employees bill full eighty-four hours, which include the overtime. That means that one single nurse. The taxpayers in Chicago paying one single nurse potentially $830,000 a year. Yeah, it's like $20,000 a week. If, you, if we did what you said and they billing, they're billing 84 hours a week, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you said with overtime they get $254 an hour, right? Yep. That's $21,000 a week. Now, let's say they don't bill the full 84, 80, uh, 84 hours a week. The average wage earner, this could be the custodian, the, the nurse, the nurse's okay. assistant, could be making anywhere this next year from $264,000 to $374,000 annually, each worker. Now- Wait a minute. Now, you grow, you're in one of those impoverished neighborhoods where you can't even trust the drinking water, where there's, yeah, but it's still asbestos in some of those buildings. And you're going, but where, you're paying these people that <laughs> much? Where every night you got to worry about a bullet coming through your front window, hitting one of your kids in bed. Yeah, you're being told, oh, it's okay that we spend this money. This is for the migrants. It's insane. Citizens of Chicago are getting pissed, not only at these shady dealings, because, you know, what I'm talking about here, you know these people don't get paid that money, these nurses. You know where the money's going. I'm just, hey. To the migrants? No, 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 no. Where does, where it, o- where does it always end up? Where, when, when people are scamming other people for money, do I have to give you the Biden example? In their own pocket? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I don't have any proof. I'm not saying that, but you get, I guarantee you that there's no nurse in Chicago getting paid that is taking care of migrants $800,000 a year. Mm-mm. That other money that they get back from the insurance company, from the uh, health care company, favorite health care staffing, is not going to these nurses. 
because then everybody would be a nurse. I'll be a yeah. nurse. I'll, I'll, I'll change your bedpan. <laughs> For $800,000. I don't know. I have a lot of friends that are nurses, and I don't know a single nurse that makes $800,000 yeah. a year. Even, I don't know a doctor that makes $800,000 a year. Even if you got the average is 374000 that's average 40 hours a week. I'll change your poopy pan. I'll do it. <laughs> Did you poop again? I'll do it. Yeah, do it again right now. Do it again. Citizens, citizens of Chicago are being met with resistance. Nobody will answer their phone calls in downtown. The, they're a victim of an unfair system. But, dude, you know, again, I hate to say this. You voted for them. And you know what? You'll vote for them again. What can I tell you? Why? Because they had a D next to their name? They have a D next to the name and the skin color is correct. That's racist. Really, is it? I mean, isn't that what they based Kamala's whole campaign on? She's a woman and she's black. You have to vote for her. That's about, what her whole campaign was. How about Speaker of the House? No, she's woman and she's black and she's gay. No, that yeah, was the triple threat. Three boxes checked. All right, time for the fire alarm. All right, update. Jamal Bowman, Democrat, New York. Remember during the discussions about shutting down the government and the new, uh, you know, fiscal year, whatever it is, uh, there was a vote going on to see if they would pass the bill to keep the government open. And all of a sudden, this Bowman guy, Jamal, walks out in the hallway right before they're going to do the vote and tries to get out of the building. He claims the door was locked, so he thought it was something to release the door. You know, it was a... It was a switch to release the door when it said in big letters. You mean the big red handle that says fire and it's got a huge thing? That says fire alarm. <laughs> yeah, so he pulled that and the fire alarm went off. And guess what? You know, fire alarm goes off. You all have to get out. And all of a sudden, the vote to fund the government uh, is stalled because it wasn't going their way. Or, you know, well, that's the accusation. But, of course, they deny that. Well, a new video came out yesterday. Oh, this is so sweet. Because he claimed there was uh, no sign on the door that said, you know, fire exit. He said, oh, I didn't know there was a fire exit. And then he looked over at the fire alarm switch and claims, oh, maybe that's all that. Well, it turns out they discovered there's new video that shows him taking the sign on the window of the door that he wouldn't, couldn't open that said, fire exit, alarm will ring. Wow. He takes the sign with him. He takes it off the window, takes it with him. We didn't know that before. I didn't know that either. So yesterday he pleaded guilty to all three charges. They're misdemeanors. He's going to have to pay a thousand bucks and he has to write an apology letter to Congress. If he doesn't do it, then he's facing a year in jail. But you know, he's going to write the apology letter. He's still out there going, well, you know, I didn't do that. I'm not trying to disrupt any, you know, official government proceedings. Right. I'm glad, you know, the uh, investigation found that that was the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, the misdemeanor charge of pulling the alarm, I admitted that from the very beginning. So, you know, got to gotta take responsibility. Yeah, you know, the thing is, they they gave him misdemeanor charges. Uh, they didn't ever uh, state anything about he did it on purpose to delay the vote. No, no, no. He was treated, you know, real nice. Yeah, just like the January 6th suspects. Yeah. Think they got the same gentle treatment, one, two years in solitary confinement without seeing a judge or anything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, Bowman. And finally, Mike Johnson. Don't you know who Mike Johnson is? Mike Johnson. 
You know Mike Johnson. Mike, Mike, Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson, the guy who's the he's the Speaker of the House now. You've got your sunrise. Mike Johnson is getting. Uh, it's, it's, this is the funniest thing because I thought he was going to. He is getting bashed online because that's what Democrats do. You know, oh, he's an election denier. He loves Trump. Blah 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 blah. But the funniest part about Mike Johnson. Where's my weapon? Mike Johnson is getting uh, attached to a video from 1971. It's a commercial for Johnson Outboard Motors. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's it's actually perfect in a really weird way. Johnson Outboard Motors back in 1970 had a commercial for its outboard, outboard motors for its boats. And it's been making the rounds with a picture of Mike Johnson next to it. So here's the commercial from 1971. You've got your sunrise. You caught a prize. You, you're making your Johnson. Party nights, summer whites. You, your friends, and your Johnson. Wow. Roofs to tails, water trails. You, your kids, and your Johnson. <laughs> Saturday nights, distant lights. You, your girl, and your Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you and your Johnson, a way of life for over 50 years. Wow. Oh, by the way, that's that's not a joke. That's not a parody. I feel like that should be on Family Guy. That's not Babylon B. That's not anything. That is a true, real, for goodness commercial, 1971 for Johnson Boat Engines. That's hilarious. <laughs> Did you see, I wanted to point this out. I saw this on Twitter and it made me giggle. So a lot of people think that Mike Johnson is this like soft-spoken religious guy and that, like that's why they voted for him. But he's got some zingers in him. Did you Do you follow? I, no, no. I haven't seen much about so, him. So one of the other uh, representatives that I guess didn't vote for him uh-huh. put up a post and it said, is there an English translation for uh, GOP leader? Oh, no, I'm thinking of, uh, oh, yeah, for English, uh, for GOP leader McCarthy uh, for his mm-hmm. floor speech. And Mike Johnson was like, would you prefer we whispered it to you in Chinese? <laughs> I was like, damn, he's savage. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. We'll take that. I don't know if I like this guy. Yeah, we'll see. All right. But Biden had a few things to say about the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. That guy, Mike Johnson. Hey, my smell of Americans. It's me, Joey B, for president of the White House. And I want to give a big congratulations to the new Speaker of the House of Sedatives. The dude's name is Magic Johnson. And this is one election he won't try to overturn, man. Because if there's one thing Magic Johnson hates, it's turnovers. I'm trying to be nice to the guy, Jack. I don't want him making faces behind my back during my State of the Tuna address. That that wouldn't be good. In fact, I'm going to invite Magic Johnson to the White House to celebrate his big victory. And he can bring his whole team with him. Kareem, Kurt Rambis, and the other guy. What's his name? Oh, Corn Pop. Yeah, class dismissed. The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. So wake up, people. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. Here's a stat that's not going to shock you. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. Uh, Generation Z, they want less sex and more platonic relationships in their television and movies. They don't want to watch the love relationships. They're sick of the love relationships. This goes back to, what the hell's that girl's name that's in the new Wokey Snow White? Remember, and she was like, she's a princess, but she doesn't need a man. And he didn't even ask consent to kiss her in the last one. And he was like stalking her and it was weird. You remember her? Mm -hmm. And so she got a ton of backlash for that. She did. Oh, yeah. So much. And so I feel like this goes under the line. They said they've grown tired of stereotypical 
Here it is. Heteronormative storytelling that valorizes romantic and or sexual relationships, especially ones that are toxic. I'm surprised the patriarch wasn't go thrown away. in there somewhere. Yeah, go away. You're toxic. You and your... God, wait, uh, what a... I feel like... How do they wake up in the morning, these people? Angry. What are, what, what are Angry they, what, with their feelings they hurt? Have, they have it too good and their house is too big and their parents make too much money and their college is too uh, well-known and has ivy grown on the outside? You have to understand, this is the same generation that goes back to the office and cries because they have to commute to work and cries because they have an eight-hour shift and cries because they don't know how to accomplish anything without, oh, I don't know, crying. <laughs> this, I mean, we've, we've played it time and time again. I know, I'm trying to find that. What was the name of that one? Well, the Starbucks and then the girl that was commuting was like, it's so hard and it takes me 45 minutes to get to work and I don't have time to do anything. I go to work and I come home and then I have time to eat dinner and go to bed. And I have to do it all over again. I'm like, welcome to the rest of our lives. It's called life, sweetie. It's called being an adult. You got to prioritize things. Oh, I can't find it. I had to get to work somehow. Like, what if I just lived in the city? It would be so much easier. But I can't afford it. <laughs> and then you have the Starbucks guy that's complaining that he had to, I don't know, serve coffee to people all day. Though, though it's funny if you listen to that soundbite. I'm actually, oh, God, hold on. Um, that soundbite. We, we, I even, I missed it. I thought he was working like a 40 hour week in the beginning of the, uh, Starbucks crybaby. It's just the weekend, right? No, yeah, it's, but it's just 25 hours a week. It's he, a three day he, shift. He already doesn't work, but, but then but again. But he had to work eight hours a day. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> and on a weekend, they scheduled me the entire day open to close. I'm on the schedule for eight and a half hours, three and a half hours into my shift. There's so many customers and we have four people on the floor all day. <laughs> Only five people were put on the schedule and somebody had to call out. <laughs> That's amazing to me. That's amazing. That, what happened? What, when did this all happen? I don't know. When we oh, started I got it. I got it. I got her. Okay. Okay. We got to play it again. Okay. Do it. So she's the one. This girl just came out of college, fresh from college, and um, has to commute to work. I think she works in the city in New York, and she obviously, New York's very expensive to live there, so I think she lives elsewhere and then commutes. She's lucky. She has a job. Okay? Here we go. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college, and I'm in person, and I'm commuting in the city, and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now, so that's off the table. Like, duh, if I was able to walk to work, it'd be fine, but I'm not, so it literally takes me, like, I leave here, like, I get on the train at 7.30, and I don't get home till like 6 15 earliest and then like i don't have time to do anything i don't i want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook by dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset oh my god nothing to do with my job at all but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy being in the office nine to five like if it was remote you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine but like i'm not home it takes me long to get home and like enough with the like how many times she say like in there well you're losing weight just by saying like because you have to do that thing with your tongue like uh adulting hits you hard honey it hits you hard sometimes wouldn't you love i tell you what you want to do a real reality show because the reality shows right now are fake take the guy from starbucks take her and anybody like her and put him in a in a military training camp no no that would be easy let's take him somewhere far like 
Burma. Okay. Drop them in the jungles of Burma. I don't even know if they have jungles anymore. Just It just sounds like a jungle. Okay. And just leave them there with a canteen, uh, 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 one lighter, and just a pair of underwear. Just leave them there in the woods. Just see what happens. We like have cameras following. Like Interesting. No, Stupid and Afraid. That would be the name of the show. That's a great idea for a show, Spoiled, actually. Spoiled, Stupid, and Afraid. Well, you watched on- the show. Actually, I think you told me about it. What's that? That was on, was it last year or the year before? It was called Snowflake Mountain. Oh, yeah. What happened to that show? They only had one season. They should do it again. It was a bunch of rich kids. Uh, a lot of them were influencers that lived off of mommy and daddy's money, all on the social media. They had all this luggage that they brought with them with all of their makeup and designer clothes and designer blankets. And they got, all of it got blown up. They didn't know it was really fake luggages that looked just like theirs. They blew up all their luggage in the beginning, so some of them start crying. And then they put them through different missions on how to survive. Like, they had to skin a deer, I think, and they lived in camp situations where it's just like a cot in a tent. And you had to see. It was really funny. Some of them adapted, and they were like, okay, and they, they really grew, and you were like, wow, good for them. Some of them you could voluntarily quit. Yeah. And some of them did, and they're like, I'm going home. I'm going back to my mom and dad's house. I can't tell us anymore. <laughs> and so I had somebody complain about that voice and say, I talk like a valley girl. That's not my real voice. It's when I <laughs> imitate people. I just do it to exaggerate. I like that. Um, do you find pleasure or excitement? I know your answer, and you're going to make fun of me. Out of being productive? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay. But it's different productive than you. I love when I accomplish something and I feel like I was productive. I I'm like, Ugh. like I feel like I cavewoman. You're done wiping the baseboards. <laughs> I get, like if the house is a mess and yeah. the dishes aren't done and the laundry's not done and I come in and in a couple of hours the house is clean. I went grocery shopping. The fridge was cleaned out. The laundry's done. The food is prepped for dinner for my family. My work is finished. I've worked out. I'm like, I want to pound my chest like King Kong. I feel so happy. I saw you on TV yesterday. She, except she was blonde and, and she was short-haired and maybe a little shorter than Are you. Are you calling me dumb? No, 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 no. I'm calling you, uh, uh, I don't know what I'm calling you, something. But uh, she was like, no, because she reminded me, because she said she was out shoveling gravel with a landscaping company and she threw the shovel down. I know a little bit was acting, but she right. threw the shovel down. She looked at the camera. She goes, this is effed up. She goes, you women, I'll, I'll tell you right now, you want equality, right? Oh yeah, you want to be, you're just like men. Everybody, equity, equity, equity. And here I am shoveling this blankety blank, blank, blank off the ground. You know what? I'd rather be home making sandwiches for my kids. I would rather be cleaning the kitchen, vacuuming and getting things ready for my husband to come home. But no, my husband and insisted that if I want to be equitable, then I got to get out here and do what he does. So yeah, he's in a landscape business. She's in a landscaping business. It's funny. There's It's such a, a divide because you have some people, which look, your opinion's your opinion. That's fine. Um, some people that will say, you know, I want equality and I want to go to work and I want something for myself and I want to do for myself. And that's awesome. And then there's some women will say, I want to be a stay-at-home mom or I want to be a stay-at-home wife and I like cleaning the house and getting the food ready and cooking the dinners. And and albeit those women are usually bashed tremendously oh, by no, other she, women th- online. That's how this came about. It was a story about how she's one of the most villainized people out there in right. influence land. Yeah. And uh, she's had it. She says, I've had it. She goes, I actually have been working now for four years and I can't stand it anymore. And it's all your fault. And she's pointing, she's... And I'm not saying staying at home is easy. I mean, if you have a rich husband and and servants, I'm sure it is. But if you are an actual stay-at-home mom, we do this every year on Mother's Day. The salary that a mother would actually earn 
for everything that she does from cleaning to laundry to childcare to grocery shopping to being the chef to be, you know, caretaker. It's a lot of work, but some women enjoy that and that's what they like to do. And look, if you have the means and your husband makes a ton of money and you're able to stay home and do that, go for it, girl. I'm not going to judge you. But this is funny because this says highly productive people don't waste their time on these things. Ready? Number one, I could not agree with more. Too many meetings. Oh, you mean at work, yeah. Too many meetings. That can be an email. Mm-hmm. You could send me an email. I can reply back. That's why email, I feel, was created right. to communicate easier. Yeah, but you see, with email, the people who hold the meetings don't get a chance to blab for a half hour about nothing and hear themselves talk. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of things on this list that contradict each other, so I'm a little confused. Maybe you can explain it to me. Um, this one says chasing perfection. Productive people don't chase perfection. But then it also says, in my mind, I'm thinking of at-home stuff, right? So this is where my brain is, chasing perfection. Like, not everything's going to be perfect. You have a child. You have a husband. You live in the house. Not everything's going to be perfect all the time. But then the next thing on the list says, productive people aren't messy. So is there a medium in there somewhere? What am no, I, I missing? No, I mean, chasing perfection is, is, what it, is what it says. It isn't about ever getting, the, getting things perfect. It's about chasing perfect. That way you get close to it, but you never... Okay. But I don't understand what you're saying with the other one. Being messy. Because to me, if mess mess is disorganization and then it, that equals chaos in my brain. So, because some people, my husband understand, doesn't understand why I have to make the bed every day. He thinks it's a ridiculous thing. We're just going to get back in it. Why do we make it? And I said, because to me, it's, uh, it's something that I'm accomplishing. I wake up, the bed is tidy. Because then it, I don't understand how people can take their folded laundry, like their laundry out of the dryer, and dump it on a bed. That's a messy bed and try to fold laundry on a bed that's not made. Uh, to me, in my brain, it's my, it's, I'm scrambled eggs up here. It, I don't get it. Wow. Okay. But, uh, to, but We won't bring up neurosis here on the show <laughs> no, today. No, I don't think I'm neurotic, but I think that if things are unorganized, it's too chaotic for me to function. I need I need things to be organized. Otherwise, it's just too it's just too much chaos. You don't think and that? How does that make you feel, Jill? It makes me feel sad. I prefer to be productive. When did this clean. start? How old were you? Do you remember who you were playing with? <laughs> I just like things in their place is all. I'm very Monica Geller that way. Oh, God. Um, This is kind of a happy story. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm kind of happy for Jane. Jane lives in Maine. I didn't rhyme on purpose. That's just how it worked out. She recently fulfilled her lifelong dream. Jane has always dreamed of being a co-pilot of an airplane. Through her entire life, she never got to be a co-pilot. She's now 94 years old, and it finally came this true. This is something I've had on my life, and a kind of a old bucket list, I guess. Just a co-pilot? Why wouldn't she want to be the pilot? I don't know what kind of qualifications go into uh, Jane's background, hmm. but she helped arrange. Um, there's somebody that helped. Uh, a couple of pilots got together and helped arrange this special flight um, with the, her senior living facility. Wow. And so she got to actually... I'd like to know what uh, what kind of plane. Uh, it says it here. Where is it? It does? Flying the plane through the sky. No. Wait a minute. I thought it did. I don't think it does. She took the yoke, flying the plane through the sky around 175 miles per hour. So 175, yeah, that's probably a mid-size prop plane. What did you fly? Uh, primarily Cessnas and... Uh, is that like and, a private plane? or is Yeah, yeah. Private general aviation, four, six-seaters, that kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. See, those scare me. Are those what they call puddle jumpers? Yeah, well, no, puddle jumpers are usually like, you know, 25 seats. Oh, okay. 50 seats, maybe up to 50. You know, the smaller planes that uh, airlines run. That's They have subcontractors, me. you know, they have those little 
Like Delta Dash used to be one. I don't know if they do that anymore. And yeah. um, no, I don't think it was that kind of plane. No, she wasn't flying. That, okay, that sounds like smaller, a, way smaller. That sounds like a very uh, nice, very expensive general aviation aircraft. Okay, like a uh, Cirrus or something. Um, here's a story about Gemma Kirk Boner. <laughs> She's 35. <laughs> She was upset because she went to McDonald's with her son, got him a Happy Meal, like a lot of moms do. Mm -hmm. um, she's a teaching assistant, and she went into McDonald's, and sometimes you can get, like, the chicken nuggets or the, what is it, the cheeseburger, and you get the french fries. Well, she was reaching into the french fries, and I guess she wasn't looking, and she was feeding him by hand. You know how sometimes if you reach back to your car seat right. or whatever, and you give them, here you go. And she looked, and there was a cigarette butt inside <laughs> The French fries. Oh my God! Is there no? I understand you run a restaurant, so maybe you can. No, well, that's this. not a restaurant. There's a big difference between a fast food joint and a restaurant. And when you're pouring the fries, and when you put the fries in the little paper bag, because that's they get it in the little paper thing most of the time, and yeah, because it's a small, usually in the kids' meal. Sometimes it's in the paper. Probably one, on purpose. Do you think? Well, we had a girl yesterday at Taco Bell having her hair cut by the prep table. That was ridiculous. But I would think if you're half paying attention and yeah, you go to put the fries in there, you see. But you're not smoking there inside the, the yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, how, how did it get in there? Yeah, somebody did it. It had to be on purpose. I don't see how how else could it have happened. Unless somebody was in the uh, back room where they keep the supplies and put the cigarette out in the French fry container. I don't know. That's it's, so strange. It's either on purpose or really, really bad. Sure. Dirty, yeah. disgusting people. All right. Well, there's a new TV show about it. Coming to the Food Network, Guy Fieri checks out restaurants where there's a little something extra on the menu. It's diners, drive-ins, and cigarette butts. Here I am at Linda's Diner where she's serving up a tasty patty melt. Let's have a taste. Mm. Ah, uh, Linda, what's your secret ingredient? Cigarette butts. Ah, ah, well, why? I give the people what they want. Oh, let me wash this down with the soda. Oh, oh, Linda, what's in this soda? I thought this was ice. Cigarette butts. Why are you doing this, Linda? It's all coming up on diners, drive-ins, and cigarette butts. Don't miss it. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. Sean, we can report um, based on senior military sources that U.S. warplanes have carried out airstrikes tonight inside Syria against Iranian proxy forces. We don't know the number of strikes. Uh, we were told earlier today that to expect that perhaps uh, F-15s and F-16s would be involved in the airstrikes, but we don't have confirmation yet how, about how many warplanes, but those strikes have been carried out. I'm told uh, it is in response to the more than dozen strikes against U.S. bases. Uh, the message is a clear message designed uh, to Iran and its proxy forces to stop carrying out these uh, drone and rocket attacks against U.S. bases. Um, but I'm told that the planes have safely left the area and that the airstrikes uh, are complete at this time. That's Jennifer Griffin, National Secretary from, I don't know where. But anyway, she explained everything that's going on. Um, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin made a statement, unfortunately. Again, we don't understand how they think. We just don't. And we wouldn't say stuff like this if we were really, in a, if we were really on an uh, aggressive um, 
proactive footing, we would uh, use the techniques they use. Um, fear. That's all they understand is fear. Saying something like Lloyd Austin just said, the guy that runs that outfit over there, is not instilling fear in any terrorist. I mean, it's amazing. I just want to read you the quote that just blows my mind, that somebody in our military is this much of a snowflake and, and somebody who's so educated, maybe that's the problem, Yeah, would know better. Do you think that they're trying to say one thing and mean the other or no? No, I think they don't. They literally have been so incubated in this soft... Uh, you know, uh, love, compassion, and 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 understanding kind of environment in these Ivy League universities they go to, and then they they maybe they get deployed once in a very soft place where there's really no combat duty, and then they come back, and then they do the right things, and they get a promotion, and another promotion, and another promotion, and then all of a sudden they're D- Secretary of Defense. Now, I don't know if that's the case with Lloyd Austin. I don't know a lot about his background. Neither does the president, obviously. He doesn't even know his name. But but the thing is, is that to say something like this to our enemy who doesn't think like we do is, is asking for more. You're just asking for it. This is what he said. Quote, these Iranian-backed attacks against U.S. forces are unacceptable, unacceptable and must stop. They're laughing their asses off at us. It's what they think they, they were going to get somewhere, sending a strongly worded email? Yeah, here's the other quote. The United States does not seek conflict and has no intention nor desire to engage in further hostilities. Do you think they're afraid of us to the point where you can talk like that and they're going to really be scared? Okay, we'll stop. You know, when Trump says something like, you touch a finger on an American soldier, we're going to rain hell on you, they understand that. And then if they do it, you rain hell on them. You don't know a little flyby in Syria, drop a couple of missiles, and then come back and say, oh, you know, they're just giving you a sample. No, you scorch the earth. I mean, that that's what they understand. Yeah. That's why, I mean, Jill and I had this discussion earlier because apparently, you know, nobody wants to hear the gruesomeness of what Hamas did to the Israelis. But um, the reason I did it is because you got to have an understanding of how brutal and inhumane and how beyond what anything that ISIS did these people are. And you think they're going to take a sentence from our defense secretary? Oh, we're not looking to, you know, bash your heads in. We just want to be understanding and see where you're coming from and maybe we can come to an agreement. No, they want to exterminate the Jews and they want to kill us too. I'm sorry, this just drives me crazy. I know, I know. I got it. Drives me, And what drives me even more crazy as I stare up at the television is that you're not being told any of this. That That's probably why I feel it's necessary to go through the gruesome details of what they've done to people. It's it's the hostages that are there right now. You know, the p- people that have been kidnapped. I mean, they're torturing them. And again, I'm, today is Friday. I'm not going to get into the details. But if you heard the details, go look it up for yourself. It's, a, it's beyond inhumane. There's no words to describe what they're doing to people. Well, it puts on a scale. It, it puts in perspective, I should say, why people are angry at pro-Hamas protests because people are siding with these monsters that are doing these things. And when you see people go up and rip the pictures down of Jewish people that are being held hostage, and you go, well, wait a minute. They're being held hostage and tortured, and you don't care if they're found. If that was any other group of individuals, gay people, black people, Asian people, that were being exterminated people would be up in arms. But I don't understand the silence from a lot of groups that otherwise would be speaking out. 
What was the woman I told you about yesterday that went on live television? She got fired from her job. Oh, okay. She graduated from one of the colleges in New York. Um, her Facebook was full of all anti-Semitic stuff. Uh, when this whole thing started October 7th, she came out in support of Hamas mm -hmm. and the Palestinians. And, uh, and I know there's a difference with some Palestinians, but remember, again, I say this all the time, but you've got to know this. Uh, Hamas didn't conquer the Gaza Strip and all of a sudden take over without, you know, against their will. They were voted in by Palestinians, you know. They got 41% of the vote. It wasn't a majority, but, you know, here in America, when we vote a president in, they don't get, you know, whatever. Anyway, so there's people there that want Hamas to do what they're doing, and they're Palestinian. But it's beside the point. So she went out after October 7th and pretty much on her social media said she backs what Hamas did, the horrific things they've done. So she had a job from a law firm. She just graduated from an Ivy League school. Oh, they, yeah, an they, offer, right? Yep, they rescinded their offer. Oh, she oh, went crazy. Of course, our media, which is complicit in all this, brought her on. ABC News brought her on, sat her down, and did that whole, you know, Diane Sawyer-looking thing, you know, where the, the anchor looks really sad for you and kind of, you know, uh, transmits a message without saying it that they're also in, you know, agreement with Hamas, but they don't say it. And they're like, well, this is unfortunate. Well, how do you feel about this? And, and the girl says, oh, no, that, you know, I don't, that's not, it was misconstrued. That's not how I think. Okay. So she went on there and did all that. Didn't apologize for what she said. Left the building. Somebody in the building was smart enough. I don't know if it was an ABC News person to follow her. Really? She's walking down the streets of Manhattan. And just about five minutes later, she sees posters of the kidnapped victims on a wall. She starts ripping them she down. She starts ripping the posters down. We haven't heard from her since. ABC News hasn't said a word. Her Facebook and her Instagram accounts have been blocked. It's really? yeah. Some people. And now I just got this. This is breaking news from this morning. US UCLA protesters chant, We want Jewish genocide. <gasps> now they're not even trying to hide it. They're not, they're chanting Israel, Israel. You can't hide. We want Jewish genocide. What in we, the hell is going on? We have students in this country on college campuses. Mommy and daddy paid the for anti-Semitism, and nobody's up in arms about it. Anti-Semitism. They're calling for genocide. They're calling for killing all. What do you think Hamas is all about? If there was a college, I feel like I have to relate this in a way where people will understand because I feel like people here Middle East, oh, that has nothing to do with me, and that's where their brain goes. So they. They don't pay attention. They go on with their little life. What if people at UCF were marching and chanting for the killing of gays? What if they were marching and chanting for the killing of black people? Oh, then everybody would be upset. But these are Jews. It's amazing. I just don't understand. You know, that's, I don't understand why more people aren't upset. That's last night. The news is breaking right now about that. And of course, and there's dozens and dozens. And you know what this is? This isn't, let's not, let's take it out. Let's call it what it really is. This isn't about necessarily the Jews and Israel and Hamas and Palestine. This is about communism and Marxism. See, this, because you've heard, you've heard people say, black people say, I'm talking about activists saying, well, you know, Palestinians fight. That's our fight too. And you go, what do Palestinians have to do with black people? Well, look, Black Lives Matter is backing Hamas. It's because it's all about Marxism. It's not about necessarily this. This is just an opening to get a chance to do what they're doing. That's what this is about. You know, these people, these people not just want to kill Isra uh, Israelis and Jews. They want to kill capitalism and the people that create capitalism. 
The system that has brought more prosperity to more people ever in the history of man, they want that gone. They want communism. Don't be blinded by what's right, you know, what's right in front of you like that. It's, it's behind there waiting. It really is. I mean, this is uh, yesterday at Hunter College in New York. On the count of three. Why do you think people don't have Israel? You remember when Ukraine war started? Everybody had a Ukrainian flag on their lawn. Yeah, they don't have. Do you see an Israeli flag on anybody's lawn? No, of course not. Please. I feel for the Jewish people. I am backing you one hundred and bazillion percent. How scared can families be who work in and around Manhattan right now, or Chicago, or any of those cities? Yeah, people that are Jewish and have Jewish family members. It's like any me. Outside of a federal courthouse here in Orlando, Jessica Arbor announced her law firm will be filing a lawsuit against World Cheer Center, home of the Rush All-Stars. Yay. This happened on Wednesday. Now, of course, what do you find at a place like this? Kids. Where did, when there was kids around, what do you find after that? Usually in these days we are living in. Predators. Predators. You know what? It's not even just these days. My mom told me that that's why she never sent us to like camp, like summer camp. Week camps are different, like, because I went to cheer camp and stuff like that. But, you know, the summer camps where the kids go off for the whole summer. Right. My mom's like, I never trusted it for some reason. She was like, I always was just a little bit leery of like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. There's too much stuff that could go on. I went to Camp Nobi Bosco one summer. My parents sent me up there in the Adirondacks. Hello, Mada. Hello, Fada. I sent a letter home every day. Please come and get me. There was weird stuff going over there. I mean, I remember one guy had, he was the, uh, you know, he was the adult. Mr. Didn't he say he slept with you guys or something? Yeah. He slept in our tent. There was like 10 of us in each tent and there was, he was slipping our tent. That, that, that struck, I didn't know anything about this stuff. I didn't know anything. I just thought it was but weird. But still as it, a child, even not knowing this stuff, it struck you as weird. You got to go yeah, with your gut, and, man. And, he was, and you got an eerie feeling from yes. him. Mr. Pomatico, I remember him. He just got an eerie feeling from him. And it was too much touchy-touchy. As a matter of fact, I worked at a radio station when I grew up, and I made a character out of him called Mr. Woodsy. Okay. And Mr. Woodsy would take you out in the woods. And yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, and we made jokes Would he, and like, stuff. rub kids' backs and stuff? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He would do weird stuff. Uh, yeah. So I understand see, that. See what I'm saying? My mother was right. Anyway, the cheerleading gym in Claremont shut down last year after one of its owners, Vigilin DeHaiti, was arrested on molestation charges. DeHaiti's accused of sexually abusing a 14-year-old and two 15-year-old girls there. Arbert said one of those girls in his, are now her client. Uh, they are filing lawsuits against the gym that DeHaiti and his wife owned. Now, the 14-year-old, that's, he's getting a 29-year sentence. He's already been but tried. But it's not only for, being molest, for molesting, but he was also making it. He was making child porn. Out of this, yeah. Just last week, DeHaiti was sentenced to 29 years. But. It's not long enough. Go ahead. Problem being now is that the little girl, 14, who's now, what, 16, has been getting death threats. And I'm like scratching my head going from whom? People that are for predators? What, yeah. What's that? My only guess that I could make is other people that were at the gym that were maybe on his side that didn't think he did it. I don't know. I can't. I have no idea. I don't know who would be against a little girl that it took such bravery to come forward at the age of 14 it's to just say. Death threats. Yeah. People are trash sometimes. That's just. Jessica Arbor, the law firm, the lawyer in the law firm, said they're also suing two national cheerleading governing bodies, United oh. States All-Star Federation and Varsity Spirit, 
claiming negligence and vicarious liability. Yeah, Varsity released a statement saying, like, it's not us. We don't we don't own the gym. He owns the gym. It's, you know, so. Now, here's this guy, Chris Cron. Ready? I'm ready. Chris, will you, was that funny? Chris Cron, best-selling author, speaker, breakthrough mentor, and real estate guru, outlined his strict expectations for those in charge of educating our kids. And it came out after he slammed one teacher being 200 pounds overweight and uninspiring. The day I pulled my kids out of school was when I was in a parent-teacher conference and the teacher was 200 pounds overweight. And I looked at her and I said, no, you're low energy, you're depressed, you're spending more time with my kid during the day probably than I am. And I'm concerned with the amount of influence that you're exerting because what you're teaching is not what's in the book. It's how you're living your life. You are not an inspiring human being. Most teachers actually are uninspired and don't like what they do. And then there's a really cool system that will keep them job protection forever. You can't get fired. So they hate it. They have one of the most important jobs and they're the worst paid. The whole system is if you were to put your kid in public school, what do you think the teacher should be paid? My teachers get a $10,000 raise every year. They're $70,000, $80,000 a year. And then I get to pick the teacher. I'm picking the coolest, most experienced, fittest. Teach me meaning, teach me fulfillment, and teach me happy. A great teacher has world experience in their 40s and 50s and still can relate really well to a child. If I had a choice between a 30-year-old and a 50-year-old, I'd take the older one. Okay, well, in a perfect world, yeah, I'm sure every teacher listening right now is like, I would love to make $80,000 a year. Well, you can if you're his teacher, if you work for him. Was he going to just hire private teachers? I don't know what he's doing, yeah, but um, I can see his point. I can see his point to an extent, but have you seen the guy? Super douchey. Well, I, you know, it's not like he's this super fit guru. Like, what's so you're his name? judging him on his looks. By the he way, he's judging the teacher on the looks. So I can't play true. his game. You're right. No, but he's fit. He's he looks okay. like he's, he looks like he's ripped. He no, he doesn't look like he's ripped. Yeah, he does. He just don't want. It. We're, he's he, thin, wearing a t-shirt. You know what skinny fat is? There's such thing as skinny he's fat. He's not skinny. How do you know? You haven't seen him without I his clothes off. No, but I saw the picture. He looks very worked out. Uh, no, he does not. Okay, he, I saw, not did I see obese. the same picture? He's not obese, I'll say that. He's not fat at all. No, he's not. I just said, he's not obese. Right. But you can look at someone with their clothes on, and then their shirt comes off, and you're like, wow, you're really soft under there. So who's to say that he's super fit and can pass judgment like this? Look, they're his kids. He could do whatever he wants. Okay, I think if you compare him to someone who's 200 pounds overweight, I think he looks pretty fit. Okay, are we? Comp- no, now you're comparing him to hippos, so okay. <laughs> That's you fine. called him a hippo. I didn't. Someone that's two hundred pounds overweight, but that doesn't mean they're not a good teacher, though. Maybe, t- maybe this specific teacher wasn't a good teacher, and that's what he lashed. At. Maybe he used to be a former fat kid. No, he said you're uninspiring. You, uh, you exude low energy, and you're depressed. And you know what? He's probably right. But let me, let me propose this question for you. He said, "As soon as I saw her," which means. He didn't give her a chance to prove to him the type of teacher he was. He was basing it off of looks because his quote is, as soon as I saw her, I said, you're not teaching my kids. You're uninspired. You're low energy. You're depressed. Now, how did he conclude that if he didn't actually sit down and meet with her and he's basing this off of the way she looks? Well, if he saw her, she probably came in to speak or something and talk about the class. So I'm sure he got an example of her energy. But he didn't say, hey, we sat down, we talked, I got to know her, and I wasn't impressed with what I found. Uh, well, he must have had some interaction to say all that. You're just saying he made it up? I'm saying he made a judgment based on her looks. Okay. I know a lot of teachers that are overweight that are awesome teachers. Right. Just because they're overweight doesn't make them a great, a bad teacher. Just because you're thin doesn't mean you're a good teacher. 
Well, I don't How think he based thin- it solely on that. He said she was uninspiring and low energy. So he had experienced her being uh, when he was there. So let's take this guy. I have a great experiment. Let's take this guy. Let's have him teach. You just don't like him because he looks douchey. He does have a douchey haircut. He, yeah, yeah, he kind of does. But let's just just he has highlights. It, in his hair. F- <laughs> it's very 2005. Yeah. Um, and do a little experiment and have him teach a bunch of young kids and have them run ragged and see how inspiring and high energy he is after getting underpaid and overworked. And then we'll come back and yeah, we'll have another meeting. Yeah, but he's saying he, they're under, he, he would pay his teachers 80 to but whatever. But he doesn't have any means to do that. What does this guy do for and, a living? And the other thing, he's, he's right about this, because I've experienced this all through my school career, is that most of the people that are teaching you how to do something never did that thing they're teaching you. I 100% do agree with that. Yeah. Because it's funny, we just had this discussion And that's the other not day. elementary school. I'm talking no. college. Oh, I'm talking like younger kids in high school, middle no, school No, because type you of can thing. be a general education teacher and not mm-hmm. have to do, where you know, did, did you have an English booth at the fair? I no, mean- I literally just talked to somebody yesterday <laughs> who used to be a teacher. We were chatting about something and he used to be a music teacher. Right. And then they were short staffed on teachers and they said, we're moving you over to history. And he goes, history? I don't know anything about history. They said, well, you're now the history teacher. So now you have somebody that doesn't know about history that didn't want to be the history teacher that's now the history teacher. Well, that happens a lot. I know. But I mean, every professor, professor. I had even one that wore an ascot. Oh my God, what an ass. But I mean, geez. Um, they have no idea what they were talking about because none of them ever worked in the industry. I got into a huge argument. I think it was my sophomore year of college with my English professor. Like I'm talking, stood up out of my seat and we were yelling at each other because he thought he was hot, you know what, because he wrote a book on arm wrestling. And this guy, talk about douchey, this guy thought his you-know-what didn't stink and Mm -hmm. that he knew everything about writing because he wrote a book about arm wrestling. And it was a creative writing class. Creative writing class is like, you get to be creative. You write about your own thing. So this one kid gets up in class and he had this story and it was a very creative story. And because the teacher didn't like the subject matter of the story, again, creative Mm -hmm. writing, Mm -hmm. he was like, that's stupid. That would never happen. That's a ridiculous story. Sit down. You get an F. Wait a minute, it's creative writing. And I go, hold up. And he did not like that I spoke up. And he's like, and this kid was really shy. Like, it took a lot for him to stand up and read out loud in front of the class. I said, who are you to say what is creative to one specific person? He goes, I'm the teacher. I go, so what? I'm sure people read your book and think it's garbage. Who cares about arm wrestling? Somebody might read your book and go, this is stupid. Why would anyone write about this? I go, so you're going to come in here (laughs) and say to a student that you're supposed to be teaching and tell them that... That's unfeat. It's creative. It's sometimes it's not supposed to be realistic. You think Harry Potter and Jurassic Park really happened? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Anyway. I don't know. All right. Unlikely, but it happened. The American Civil Liberties Union, the uh, I call it the American Criminal uh, Liberty Union, on Wednesday said it will file an amicus brief arguing that the limited gag order on President Trump was unconstitutional. We'll see how that turns out. Now the gag order was placed by the judge in the case, Tanya. Chutkin, U.S. District Judge overseeing the case against Trump for the, uh, you know, apparently inflating his net worth and the worth of his property, the valuation of his property so he could get more favorable interest and, of course, more favorable loan terms for the loans that he took to build his business, which, by the way, he paid everybody back on time, if not before it was due. And um, she put a gag order on Trump because she didn't like the fact that he was going out there after every court hearing and uh, talking about her and, and, of course, talking about the judge and talking about, you know, prosecutors and even some of the people on the uh, jury. She didn't like that. So got a gag order in place. 
Three days later, gag order's off. Now the gag order's back on, and uh-huh. it's temporary, and it's okay. also limited. So he can go on Truth Social and talk about the case, but he can't make fun of certain people. It's ridiculous. I don't get it. So the ACLU, there's nothing to get. It's it's ridiculous. It's just no. That's what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. So the American Civil Liberties Union, uh, Union said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't. There's no. You can't do that. It's unconstitutional. You can't pick and choose what this man can say. It's either freedom of speech or it's not. Right." And uh, although they agree that with, they agree with the prosecutor that oh, but Trump exaggerates. So they they're not they're not on Trump's side. They just have to at least show some some uh, you know credibility here so mm-hmm. they can continue as uh, the money grabbers that they are. But that's what the American Civil Liberties Union said. Now Trump stormed out of court, and it all started when they put their key witness on Michael Cohen, Trump's twelve-year lawyer, who uh, would be the one to handle all the. They called him the fixer. So uh, Michael Cohen used to. First of all, they put him on the stand. He was the key witness for the prosecution against Trump in this case. So uh, he gets on the stand. He talks about, you know, Trump acted like a dictator. He told me to inflate all the values on his property, and we did what he said. And then when he got cross-examined, he folded like a little folding table that Girl Scouts have outside with the cookies on it. Never mind that, a piece of paper. It took two seconds. He says, well, wait a minute. In 2018 and 2011, you said Trump was the most marvelous businessman you ever come across. He's the greatest guy. And they, they played video of Michael Cohen to his face in the court of him saying, oh, Trump is the greatest guy ever. It's unbelievable. I trust him with everything. You know, and all that stuff until he got indicted and charged and convicted for lying to Congress. Meow. Then all of a sudden everything changed, right? So he's their key witness. And when that was totally, you know, destroyed... Uh, now they're looking to impeach Michael Cohen as a witness. Uh, Trump stormed out of the courtroom because pretty much he was just like, this is this is a clown house. This is a joke. This judge is a very partisan judge with a person who's very partisan sitting alongside him, perhaps even much more partisan than he is. Yeah, the whole thing, he's right about that. It's totally partisan. So he stormed out of there. And of course, now he's getting criticism for storming out of there like he can't do that. Hi, folks. It's your favorite president, Donald Trump. Want to get out of a jam the Trump way? Then do what I did in court and just storm out. Yes, just storming out works in any situation, whether you're at home with the wife. Honey, whose bra is this? It's not mine. That's it. I'm out of here. Or if you're at work. Jenkins, you've been late four times this week. What's the matter with you? I don't have to take this. I'm out of here. Wow, that Jenkins is going places. Even if you're a kid, storming out will get you out of any sticky situation. Believe me. Timmy, eat your vegetables. This is an abomination. I'm out of here. Wow, maybe he's right. Of course he is. He stormed out. So what are you waiting for? If you're in a pickle, just storm out. Try it today. The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. I feel like this is a debate every Halloween, whether if a teenager comes to your door and trick-or-treats and you'll have some people that say, I'm not giving elder kids candy. And then you have some people that say, look, if they want to remain a kid and that's a happy in their life, just give them the candy. Like, what do you care? So here's a town in Illinois that is not having any of it. Belleville, Illinois. They imposed an age restriction on trick-or-treating banning anyone older than 12 years old what from participating and threatening violators if you give candy to someone 12 or older they're going to fine you $1000 that's ridiculous that's crazy to me who are you to tell me what i can and cannot do 
Now, I always felt a little uncomfortable when a 17-year-old with a beard came to my door, but I mean, still. So, sometimes they're taking their like a little brother or little sister trick-or-treating, and they might be like, hey, I want some candy, too. I like candy. But a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old, I have no problem with that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a little nuts. So, um, these people stay out of everybody else's business? Why do they always have to meddle? And residents, get a, get a load of this. Belleville sounds like a great place to live. Um, on days other than Halloween, like if it's not on actual holiday, Halloween, maybe the Saturday prior, residents have to get permission from the chief of police to wear a costume in public that conceals their identity. They've also implemented strict regulations, including recommended hours for trick-or-treating and fines for violating curfew. Critics are calling the rules obviously heavy-handed and saying that they seem minor, but they said that this is actually trying to keep their town safe. But I think it's a little, it makes it not fun. Who wants to go trick-or-treating in your town then? I don't. Wait a minute. What did they do during the pandemic and people had masks on? Were they concealing their identity? they were fine with it. Right? Unbelievable. Belleville, you sound boring. You suck, Belleville. You suck, jackass. Get your... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so did you hear the story about Goldie Hawn? We talked about it earlier. Yeah. She was visited by aliens. This was back when she was in her 20s. Mm -hmm. And so she's 77. She was doing some kind of time to walk thing on Apple Fitness. And they interviewed different people about stuff. And so she was like, yeah, I really was interested in aliens. And I was kind of like, hey, aliens, I'd like to meet you one day. And she says they came down and visited her while she was like laying on some hood of a car, just like chilling out. And there were three of them. And one of them touched her. And she said it felt like the finger of God. And it was a very loving, powerful feeling filled with light. That's her words, not mine, but. Okay. You know, her husband at the same time is across the pond. Doing the same exact thing. He didn't get the finger, but he was uh, he was talking about his alien experience on a British talk show at the same time that she's here telling that she had the alien finger. See, that so, strikes me as a little weird. Are they trying to get a show about aliens or, uh, or like a paranormal show? Something's going on because he's paranormal. I mean, you got Ozzy Osbourne. I love that show. It's it's so simple. It's What's them it called? Their, Do I Believe? It says, I want to believe. I want to believe. And there their son sits there and he you know plays him videos of incidents and then they have to give it a uh, I forget what the name of the scale is it's funny uh, they have to give it a a, a score from 1 to 10 yeah. and whether they believe the video or is not is it him and Sharon it's him and Sharon the dog sometimes okay. you know a few animals hey, walk hey. by but it's in their basement and it's really cool and the best part about it is watching Ozzy nod off every few seconds <laughs> that was the best I watched a show where they reviewed movies and every so often he would fall asleep it was hilarious yeah it's the same thing bless him so Goldie Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, I don't, didn't they break up finally? No, God no, bite your yeah, yeah, tongue. Yeah, no, they had some problems. I was surprised. I was like, God. Well, they, they never together. got married, but they've lived together forever. They're still together. They just did Christmas Chronicles together. That was the movie I couldn't think of earlier. He's Santa and she's Mrs. Claus. It's really cute. They have Christmas Chronicles one and two. They're still together. Okay. Don't be trying to break up America's couples. How no, dare they, you? They, there was some trouble. I remember you that. Had just, some trouble. No, a couple years ago. Okay, fine. Won't ruin your Hallmark experience. Dare you. Is, Next is thing you know, you're going to be telling me that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have trouble. Oh, that's already happening. How dare you. Uh, tonight's the 119th World Series. It's going to be taking place in Texas. Arizona Diamondbacks, Texas Rangers. Bet you didn't know uh, former President George W. Bush has thrown out the first pitch. He is? Yeah. Come to Adapted Mind. The okay. Ah, uh, was a commercial before they take me out to the ball game. That'll be fun. It wasn't the last time we played it. 
Damn. Well, you probably had things. You had your you-know-what together last time. Story's over. Well, yeah, you didn't give me any warning this time. I was going to play Take That's Me right. Out of the Ball Game. To the Gall Game? That's for the elders at the Senior Living Center. <laughs> Take me out to the, ball, to the gallbladder <laughs> game. Take me out of the ball game by the kids' bop. But it wasn't queued up properly. The other story that we talked about earlier this week was the list that went viral. You know the list I'm talking about. Nope. The list that... Apparently, I'm excluding myself from this group of women. I know women that would be a part of this group, but this is not, I'm not part of this. Women apparently got together, put together a list of places that are unacceptable to take them on a first date. Places like, you know, the story that sparked this was a lady was going on a first date with a guy to the Cheesecake Factory, and she was appalled that he took her to the Cheesecake Factory. She wouldn't get out of the car. Remember that whole story? I liked that the guy was so innocent when she pulled up to the uh, rest, was Cheesecake Factory, yeah. right? When she pulled up to the re- when he pulled up to the restaurant, she's in the passenger seat, obviously. And he came around, opened the door, and she said she wouldn't get out. He was like so innocent. Cheesecake factory. I like the cheesecake factory. Yeah, he's like, factory. but I like the cheesecake factory. I like my stapler. And you know, he probably was very nervous before the date. Where should I take her? What do you think she's gonna like? And then she reacts by filming him. He's like, "Why are you filming?" And then puts him on social media and embarrasses him. She deserves to die alone. Is she there a video? Yeah, there's a video. Oh, let me guess. Is she really huge and strong? She- Heavy. She's not big. huge, and but he's real she's skinny. Not small, and, and he's small. He's he's very than her. small. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he was scared. Um, but other than Cheesecake Factory, other places, this what's, list apparently they put together. What's wrong with Cheesecake Factory? They have a lot of fattening food you like. I obviously, Cheesecake Factory. Um, Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden. Those are the places you can't go. You can't go there. Uh, you can't go to the movies. You can't go out for coffee. You can't go to church. You can't go to Starbucks. No ice cream dates. No movies. No sporting events. Where the hell you want to go, lady? Oh, my God. The list is enormous. You could actually make a song out of that list. You want to impress a girl, you better spend money. Don't take her to Waffle House or Cheesecake Factory. There'll be no second date. If you go to Denny's because there's... 50 places not to bring her <laughs> She'll think that you're an unsophisticated dude If your first impression is generic crappy food Guaranteed Burger King will not put her in the mood Because there's 50 places not to bring her All right. 50 places not to bring her No getting Big Macs, Jack no Chipotle, Ray. Don't go to Wingstop, Bob. And no Applebee's. No two Starbucks, Chuck. Your love will have bad luck. You go to Wendy's, Lee. Your nights will be free. No Olive Garden, Ben. Or Red Lobster, Bert. No Taco Bell, Dell. Don't eat a Chili's. Go to B-Dubs, Gus. You're not gonna find love. Go to KFC Lee. Your nights will be free. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Somebody do something stupid! With Jill and Smokestack. Alrighty then, here we go. Oh, I just did a bad boo-boo. What happened? Uh, I just pushed the wrong button. Uh-oh. Smokestack's out today, and of course he pushes these buttons too, and... You know, now everything's off kilter. Great. But by now, it's Friday. He must be wrestling around in the mud with his girlfriend. Probably all sweaty. Some hasn't bathed we, in a couple days. Some band we never heard of is playing. You know, his pale skin is littered with mosquito bites. Did he say he brought like a 
some kind of portable shower with him? I thought he did. I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, here we go. So the Panama City mayor, Tuesday's meeting occurred of the commissioners, and they got together with residents and business owners and public to talk about open container laws. Mm-hmm. The district would allow patrons to carry alcohol beverages outside given they're in a marked downtown improvement board approved area and cup. Both supporting and opposing arguments were heard. A notable critic of the plan was Mayor Michael Rohan. Quoting now, when I first heard about the social district, I was at a meeting and I thought it would be the dumbest thing ever. Uh, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life, I thought. And then I started thinking about it and then I did some research as I pointed out during the meeting. And I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's absolutely horrible, said Rohan. The city, along with the Downtown Improvement Board, says it will address concerns and modify its proposal prior to the final vote. Commissioners plan to hold a final vote on the meeting next November 14th. But he says the open container laws, this is the mayor speaking, would cause divorce. What? Why? What's the reasoning behind That's that? That's a great question. Hey, you edited the story. <laughs> Does it say anything in there? No. Why would it cause divorce? Does he think that maybe you're going to be out drinking and get drunk and be like, hey, boy, look at me. Hit on somebody else? I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you can access the story, maybe we can get the answer. Forgive me. You, it was your links. You're the one that sent it to me. I know. But you were the editor. I, maybe I didn't edit it. Maybe that was the story. I think you learned from Smokestack. Don't give Rick the whole story. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what, All was right. he the mayor? Yeah, the mayor of Panama City. It's that time of year again. A woman is blaming a doll for the bizarre... Let me get some... Wait, where's my... my... You need some sinister music. Yeah, by the way, Monday and Tuesday will be filled of all kinds of scary music, so... Just so you know. It's that time of year again. A woman is blaming a doll for the bizarre stuff happening at her house. Events manager Yvonne Hydes, who organized paranormal investigations with the Scottish Ghost Company, says after they took the doll home, she experienced random, loud knocking. Footsteps and even objects moving around. <laughs> oh, boy. Hyde says the creepiest thing about Agnes, which was a gift to her during another investigation, is that she swears it blinked at her. Bye, Agnes. Out you go. Beyond that, Hyde recalls her cocker spaniel barking at Agnes ferociously, as well as coming downstairs to see a giant lamp sitting in the middle of the living room for no reason. Who put it there? How did it get there? Mm-mm. Yeah. Ever since Agnes has been in the house, all these things have been happening. You know, I, um, again, like Ozzy, I want to believe, I've always wanted to believe nothing's ever happened to me. I've gone on every ghost tour. My wife and I love going to haunted houses. Nothing's ever happened. So unless you can prove it otherwise, I don't I believe mean, do any of this anymore. I you want prove to you, though? I feel like I'm like, that's fine. I'll take your word for yeah, it. I like, didn't experience it for myself. I like to see a little something move around, but you look at these paranormal... I used to watch those paranormal shows, paranormal this and that, and got caught on camera, paranormal caught with your eyeballs, paranormal, paranormal party planner, okay, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, you always look at the videos. And first of all, you know, 1992 was a long time ago. Why are we still taking paranormal events with a camera made in 1992? Because everything's fuzzy. It's the same thing when people capture a picture of Bigfoot. All the everything's time. Everything's fuzzy. Meanwhile, I can capture on my little iPhone a clear as hell picture all the way across Tropicana Field to the person picking their nose on the other side of the stadium. And I have the iPhone 14 Pro, so I can take, I can actually video the flag that is on the moon. Yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, uh, yeah, so it's like, and then when you see the cup, there was one that they keep playing as a lady lives in this house in Scotland, 
and stuff's moving around her kitchen, you know. First of all, if you're a ghost, get more creative. Okay? Stop open, messing up my house. Opening Maybe. the cabinets and closing them and throwing the stuff on the floor, it Wh- just doesn't get it Where's anymore. Where's the ghost that wants to come into my house and clean everything and tidy it up and put stuff away? You're always pulling stuff out of the cabinets. See, I want the ghost that comes and cleans my house. That would scare me. See, then I would really be scared. If I got up one morning and all the cat dishes that were used the night before were Cleaned, in the dishwasher and dried. clean, I would be scared. But yeah, but you have these uh, scenes in this hot house in Scotland this woman lives alone, you know, where the coffee cup's moving across the counter, and I'm looking at it. It's a metal cup, and you can almost see the magnet underneath kind of pushing it along. It's like, come on, really? Uh, you think we're that stupid? I'm sure some I'd people I'd probably be at, that stupid. I'd look at it and be like, <laughs> You know, the, the, the doll in the rocking chair like Agnes, you know, the rocking chair is rocking. Here's the thing, though. Dolls, clowns, things moving like that. At that point, I'm not willing to investigate to see if it's real or fake. I just don't want, I don't like it. I don't, out you go. Bye-bye, Agnes. Let's go find you a new home. Off no, to the I'm, yard sale you go. I'd like to see something. I really would. First show it to me on video. <laughs> All right. Polish Bishop has a... Oh, this is... <laughs> I don't really even want to do this story. Well, we got to do it. It's uncomfortable. A Polish bishop has apologized as he confirmed his resignation weeks after a sex worker passed out at a hidden orgy he was having organized by one of his clergy. What's going on? Gregorius Kazakzik, the bishop of Sasnowicz, okay. uh, uh, had come under increased pressure in recent weeks to step down from his role after details about an all-male orgy were leaked to the press. The reason for the sudden resignation has not been alluded to, but the 59-year-old did put out his own statement on the diocese website. It alleged the orgy was arranged by Thomas Smartsley, the parish priest, and with several other clergy, it became a big orgy. Okay, stop saying orgy. Orgy. <laughs> wow. See, this I believe. I don't have to see video. What is going on? I don't want to see it. You know what? I grew up Catholic. It's just like what what the what in the what in the actual I, hell same. is going I, on over there? And why I don't know. and what's with this Pope? Is this Pope's reign over yet? Do we have a new Pope coming soon? You don't soon? like him, do you? No, he's a communist. And he's, is and, he? he's and he's an activist and he's a communist and he's he's just he's sticking his he should be fixing his own backyard before he starts stepping on ours. Got a little trouble there. There's a lot of things going on. I mean, I re, you wanna you wanna have you wanna have some fun? Oh boy. You start reading about what's going on in the Catholic Church, this stuff, you'll be there all day and you're only going to get the little scrapings off the tip of the iceberg. And people, for some reason, don't get in trouble. They just move them to they another church? They just move them around. And the thing is, is that I don't know about you, but I, I I got upset at the Catholic Church as a teenager when they changed some of their rules and on Fridays. I forget what it went to. It was like you couldn't eat meat. Yeah, that's during Lent. And then something... No, that's no. been going on for a while, though. No, no. It used to be where you couldn't eat before a period. It was like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't, just they changed something like that. Okay. And I remember coming home. I'll never forget it. It's like it's happening right now. I went home to my mom. I go, Mom, isn't like religion supposed to be like it's the word of God and you don't mess with it, you don't change it? Why did they change this? And she didn't have an answer. Mm. You know, I was thinking... Oh, they can just change stuff willy-nilly like that. And then, you know, then obviously... Well, that, was, that might have been your specific church, though, because you're not supposed to. No, no, no. Was, this was came down from the Vatican. Really? I remember all that. A lot of stuff has changed in the Catholic Church. Well, hell, I mean, if you look at the history of the, of, of, of the Catholic religion or the... Christ, I don't know what they call it. What was it? Henry the... What was the king? Somebody will write in and tell me the real story. Ah, uh, I remember Rick, one, with the history of Catholicism. Yeah, I remember one of the kings didn't like the fact that he couldn't get divorced, so he started his own sect of... Oh, like own of church? Catholic, and then then that's how Protestant, Lutheran, and all those. 
I'm not a theo- theologian by Clearly. any means. We, yeah, you can wait hear that. Minute. But I'm saying a lot of things Don't just, sell yourself lot, short. You know, a lot of things just, you know, well, I didn't like that, so we'll start our own religion. Rickism. Do it. No. Maybe you'll have Too some much followers. Work. You'll be Too like David work. Koresh. I don't like orgies anyway. <laughs> Ew. Finally, coming up, and by the way, the tickets are on sale on, what is it, Eventbrite? For what? For the Florida Man Oh, we had that whole we had that whole Eventbrite thing that happened. Yeah, Eventbrite. Not to bring seriousness into stupid news, but it kind of is stupid, so it fits. Eventbrite is a ticketing agency, and they were. If you know who Riley Gaines is, she was having a speaking event that was going to be uh, put on sale. You could get your tickets on Eventbrite, and they emailed her and said this goes against our community standards. She goes out and speaks about uh, the integrity of women's sports, saving women's sports right. from not allowing guys to go in the locker room swinging their dongs around. And also, you're you're you know you're bigger, you're stronger, and you're beating out all the women. Right. You know, it had to do with Leah uh, Thomas, Thomas by who beat Riley Gaines. Yeah. And was like 400th in the men's swimming, and came over and was like, oh, I guess his backup retirement plan was to go swim with the women. And so she goes out and speaks about that. And so Eventbrite said. Your event goes against our community standards. Meanwhile, for sale simultaneously on Eventbrite is pro-Hamas, not pro-Palestine, pro-Hamas, the terrorist group. Speakers. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And they're all right with that. So it's the same company. So I hate to promote their event, but it's funny enough and it's Florida. So let me just, uh, maybe they can get the tickets somewhere else because I definitely will never, ever do business with them. It's the first ever Florida Man Games. It's going to feature events like evading arrest obstacle course. Don't you have to like wrestle alligators or something too? Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's tons of stuff. It, it sounds like fun. Um, it's in St. Augustine. There's going to be, of course, there's going to be a mullet wearing social event. So fun. Yeah. There's going to be beer loving events, gator possessing uh, events. Uh, Florida man stuff. Yeah, the tickets are like I want to say they're in the forties, like forty two or forty five dollars. The the whole thing doesn't happen until February, but I guess you can get your tickets. Now. I bet you it sells out. I don't know if they have any limits, but I bet you it sells out. There's going to be uh, the evading arrest obstacle course is the one I want to see. Okay, but it's all about you know all the stories that you hear on stupid news usually yeah. come out of Florida. So uh, you know I was wondering what is the post game interview is going to be like on this thing? Oh because, gosh, you know when they ask it. Here it is. I'm here with Florida Man champion Earl Davis. Earl, you earned the title by winning the Evading Arrest Obstacle Course. Your thoughts? Well, first and foremost, I want to thank the man upstairs, Ron DeSantis, and also my sponsors, Dollar Store Bath Salts and Natty Light. Couldn't have done it without them. You know, I trained hard for this competition. I ran naked through a lot of Winn-Dixie parking lots and wrestled a lot of boa constrictors to get here. If I were ever to put a shirt on, I'd play for the name on the front of the jersey, not the back. But yeah, after I stole that moped and crashed it into the side of the Bass Pro Shop, I thought it was game over. But then when I hid inside the grease dumps or out back of the Popeyes, I knew the police would never think to look there. Well, congrats again, Earl, on winning the title (laughs) at Florida Man. What are you going to do now? I'm going to put a baby alligator in my undies and sneak it into Disney World. (laughs) The station is about sex, violence, and the weather. The Rick Stacy Morning Show. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Thank <laughs> you.